MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. Hello, everybody. WMMR, Philadelphia. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels. Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want me for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. You're listening to Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR with Preston Elliott. You listen to every damn word I have to say. And Steve Morrison. Words are like bullets. Plus, Casey Boyd. Lay off me, I'm starving. Kathy Romano. I'm going to destroy everything you all. Nick McElwain. I'm just not the, the hero type. And Marissa Magnata. Pay no attention to that man. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Good morning and welcome. And it's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, the ninth day of November. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, Philadelphia officials announced that the current bus station at 6th and Market Streets will be relocated to the corner of Spring Garden Street and Columbus Boulevard. The change is set to take place on November 16th. The bus carriers include Flixbus, Greyhound, Coach, Megabus, and Peter Pan. The city believes that uh, the move will address the passengers' concerns over safety. At the current bus stop, riders express concerns about not feeling safe at night, lack of seating and no indoor waiting area, as well as concerns over not being able to use the restroom. Another issue they say in the area is congestion for SEPTA buses and daily traffic. Riders are often often getting dropped off at the bus stop, adding to the congestion while buses are trying to navigate onto the road. Uh, Mike Carroll, the city's deputy managing director of, for the Office of Transportation, uh, said in a statement, the volume and nature of complaints leave the situation at 6th and Market Streets completely untenable. For that reason, the city made a firm commitment to relocate the inner city bus operations off of the 600 block of Market Street this fall. Efforts are underway to find an off-street location but require more time and an interim change in location is needed urgently. Okay, so that's a pretty good move. Six and Market to Spring Garden and Columbus Boulevard. Yeah. So with, when it's a bus terminal, that's where... That's where you go to 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 catch the bus. Yeah, it's not yeah, a bu- yeah. I mean, yeah. you can be at a different bus stop, right? Right. I well, mean, this this is yeah. more for like, yeah, the, this is a long travel. Long travel. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yes. This is like a, like a separate station, the, but yeah, the quote unquote convenience of it, Preston, was that we could get off there and then you'd be right by the train station, so you could hop right. on a SEPTA. And at so, six and market. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and and so I, I used to do this when I was in college, and uh, I think just over the years, it's just got progressively crowded and um and no real actual terminal for people to get out and have a cup of coffee or have yeah. any shelter. People were just sort of filtering out onto the street. Well, well there is a Dunkin'. Go there. go to the bathroom though. That's what yeah. what they were they were talking about. On like, the street. Think about it, you're going to get no, but you're going to get on a bus for like an extended period yeah. of time, yeah, right. and yeah, they can't even use the restroom before they get on. Is this the old Egypt nightclub? Is that I mean that's right mm. by like Delilah's and would they say no, Spring six, Garden and what Sixth and Market. Oh, no, no, that's no, where no, it was. New place. Oh, where it's going. Yeah. Sorry. Spring uh, Garden and uh, uh, Spring Garden and, and Columbus, Columbus Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. Did you get yeah. a quick lap dance, uh, yeah. you know, on the way out. <laughs> Hang on, Marissa. Good steak. This has been bad. So um, this was originally at 13th and Filbert, um, but just less than a year ago or so, it moved to the 6th and Market location. Interesting. It got so bad that they stopped, SEPTA stopped 
stopping there, the buses. <laughs> they stopped like, stopping. Because of the yeah. congestion? Yeah. Because it was so bad, they would go around it. So imagine, like, yeah. right there by Jump. Liberty Bell and Independence <laughs> oh, Hall, yeah. where all of that Dude, traffic is, and nuts. then add, you know, hundreds of people standing out there with luggage yeah. for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Kathy was saying, all of the um, issues with no bathrooms, no terminals to be in. But I guess there's no regulation for, like, these Peter Pan and Greyhound buses. Yeah, it, so they could re- re- literally just move wherever they wanted to move. It's oh. weird, Marissa, because sometimes there's an area down by Penn, by where Dr. Mike is, where a lot of the Bolt buses will just kind of, yeah. like, line up yeah, and pull park. over and stop. Right, I know right, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yep, on, the, on Market. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there's another one right at uh, 30th and Market, or like 29th and Market. Right. Yeah, that's right where he's talking bridge. about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they're saying safety is an issue. They're saying people are standing out there at night, and yeah. it, they just do not feel safe. It's I mean, not really, you know, great. Uh, at the new location or the old location? The old, no, the old location. Because yeah. not for nothing, it's also, like, right next to like the I don't know like the Independence Mall where like all the tourists go yeah yeah. Uh, city leaders said the new location is temporary through the beginning of 2024 until they can find a permanent spot. In the coming days, officials will put a uh, put up a lot of signage to notify passengers about the changes. They're going out of their way to make sure that everybody knows. And, and then if you do show up at that location, there'll also be signs there so people know. Well, it's part of a larger plan to put most of these conduits near strip clubs, correct? Oh, sure. Yes, I think that's it. A small business owner in Philadelphia is warning others after she says she was scammed out of thousands of dollars. LaToya Faison, who owns Made with Love Juicery in Fairmount, says that the suspects, there were suspects that posed as Pico employees and they scammed her out of $3,400. The incident happened back on September 14th. Uh, Faison said that two workers wearing Pico uniforms outside of her business uh, on 20th and Fairmount, uh, she says that one of her employees got a call from a 1-800 number as these uniform, uh, supposedly uniform Pico workers were outside. They told me that the disconnection team was outside and that they were getting ready to cut power off and that I had to make a payment using their Pico kiosk, she said. Uh, She added that she did not talk to the workers outside. She listened to the phone call and went uh, to the described kiosk only to find that it was for Bitcoin. I called them and they said, Uh wait, she's called them. They said, yes, we use Bitcoin. uh, So she's made the payment. Oh Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, If if you're being asked to make make payments in Bitcoin or Apple dollars, take a hike. hike. After the payment went through, she got a frantic call from an employee who had figured out that it was never Pico. Uh, Faison said she filed a police report and told Pico about the incident, but she was a- unable to recover her money. Kathy, I am so reticent when anything comes, and I talked about this uh, to my wife, uh, pretty much they're going to have to show up at my front door with guns drawn before Seriously? I'm going to believe it's legit. <laughs> I, I, I just don't believe anything's legit anymore. You know what, though? I, I got one. Um, one was an AT&T call and one right. was something, not a credit card, I forget. I, I got, had gotten two and I'll tell you, I knew, um, and I you know, I was very uh, wary about what to do with it. Obviously, I didn't pay them. I didn't give them any information, but they were good. Like, it made me hang up with them and actually find the AT&T number and call AT&T and ask them. And they said, absolutely well, you not. you did the right thing. Scam. That's the best thing to do. I'll tell you what happens. Uh, the one I've been getting lately is about the, uh, there's a package that is being yes. held for oh. me at UPS. Yes. And they need my information. Yes, same, yeah. same. I keep getting that one as well. I've probably, you know, won a couple hundred thousand dollars or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 
something like that legitimately. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And have just absolutely blown it yeah. off because I'm not believing anybody. I mean, they're, they're good. They will they will cop the logo like yeah. Apple. Yes. There are Apple scammers mm-hmm. that will say they're from Apple um, security, yeah. Apple cloud services. I have to talk and my dad off the ledge some of the time, Steve, because he'll get them as well. And oh, like, really? And, and listen, he's in late 70s at this point and he just doesn't know. Right. And so he asks me and my brothers and we're like, dad, it's a scam. You don't have to worry about it or whatever. But it, it's it's frightening. That's exactly who they're preying upon. Yeah, I'm glad he's he's smart enough to ask you guys and not just, you know, react on it. He goes, as the impersonation of employees and scams is a serious concern, the company recommends all customers take steps to protect themselves. Some tips include never opening the door for someone you don't recognize, asking to see a Pico company ID, verifying your bill online at Pico.com, or calling Pico directly at their phone number, which is 800-494-4000 if you believe that you are being scammed. That's right. Wild Nick is that a man so smart and so learned as your father doesn't like raisins in his yeah. meatballs. <laughs> yeah. By the way, well. Casey just handed me phone and, and here's a text. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It says, your security code for the Pico Customer Assistance Program uh, application uh. is blah, blah, blah. This code will expire in 24 hours. I've been getting those two, not necessarily from Pico, oh. but from other ones that are like, here's the PIN number. You know, that it's uh-huh. just, it's randomly oh, yeah. sent it to oh, me. Yeah. And well, I, but it's, no. pe- that's, that I believe is people trying to get into your account. Yes, yes that's the, absolutely. The, yeah. Oh, yeah, By the way, I, I don't believe it at all. A yeah. good number of these things, as you said before, are, they're fishing for the audio of your voice a lot of times. Yes, I know. You know uh, so wow. I, I will not say anything if I get those calls. Don't talk to anyone. Don't do anything. Yeah, right. Just sit in your basement. <laughs> That's why I, I yeah. actually got into it with somebody on the phone <clears throat> earlier this week. Yeah, we may talk about that. We should. I, I because definitely I, want to hear about that. Oh, that person apology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Was it actually the company? Okay. No, we'll it's, it's legit. But, uh, but I can understand. Well, he can explain it. But yeah. Pico said it never requires customers to pay with gift cards, prepaid credit cards, or Bitcoin. Faison said that she turned the phone numbers of, of the scammers over to Philadelphia police, but that the numbers were disconnected by the time officers tried to call them. Yeah, when they're asking for a payment and they say, well, what do you got? You yeah, know, that, uh, Bitcoin, that's the time no. you realize you're being taken for a ride. If you have an old $2 bill lying around, it could be worth thousands. Whoa. Really? I have so many $2 bills laying around. Well, Check them. I saw this story yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some newer bills, such as those printed in 2003, could have significant value. Oh. One $2 bill from 2003 with a very low serial number recently sold at auction for $2,400. It later resold for $4,000, according to the Heritage Auction, the largest auction house in the world that deals with currency. The auction site, U.S. Currency Auctions, estimated the uh, uncirculated $2 bills from nearly every year before uh, 1918 are worth at least $1,000 and bills with a red seal can sell for up to $2,500. Those with brown or blue seals can sell for hundreds. We Jace got a $2 bill every year for Christmas from an aunt of his and we just had tons of $2 bills and I was like what? we need to get rid of these. <laughs> and did you? We, I went to the bank and, and we when he, he had his communion he got money and so we deposited that money into a, a bank account and so I took all of the $2 bills and deposited it in there so now we don't have wow. any. I probably, I probably sent thousands yeah. of dollars. Well, reading the article a, a lot of these, the big money is coming from uncirculated bills. Right. So, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, by the time you got your hands on them, yeah, they, yeah. they've been they've made scuzzied up. Yeah. Uh, you can find the complete list of the value of collectible $2 bills at uh, uscurrencyauctions.com in sports this morning. <laughs> Oh, 
The Sixers won again, beating the Boston Celtics 106-103 last night in South Joel Embiid had 27 points and 10 rebounds, and Tyrese Maxey had 25 points and 9 assists to lead the Sixers to their sixth straight win. They are the only 6-1 team in the Eastern Conference, and their lone loss came on opening night. They are 5-0 at home. Sixers are on the road (laughs) tomorrow night, and we'll take on the Pistons in Detroit. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Union also won, beating the New England Revolution 1-0. Corey Donovan redirected Jack McGlynn's free kick in the 79th minute, and the Union advanced to the Eastern Conference semifinals with the win. Andre Blake made three saves to earn his first shutout of the playoffs, and Donovan's tap-in was enough for the Union to complete a two-game sweep in the opening round series. The fourth-seeded Union will continue their defense of the Eastern Conference title in the single elimination match against FC Cincinnati to be played on November 25th and 20th or 26th. And the Flyers continue their road trip through California tomorrow night in Anaheim as they take on the Ducks. The puck will drop tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks so much, Kath. All right, so we do have some things planned for this Thursday morning and this Thursday evening. I'll explain in just a moment. But uh, stopping by or actually checking in today, uh, he's going to be performing at uh, the TLA this weekend. Uh, Joe DeRosa. Love Joe. Uh, yeah, we haven't talked to Joe in a little while. Joe was uh, one of the comedians we had years ago at uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Yes, yes. Came out yeah. and played that. Uh, we've got other events that are taking place at Camp Out, which is four days away wow. from today. <laughs> All kinds of evening activity, so get set for that. But we'll check in with Joe around 9 o'clock this morning. And we're also going to have uh, Gino's stopping by oh. this morning. Yeah, some cheesesteaks. They're doing a meet and eat. Uh, it's in conjunction with Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. And it looks like we are going to have some uh, gift cards giveaway uh, for Gino's or Live Casino. We'll figure it out in a moment. But anyhow, that is going on. And then uh, this evening, Nick McElwain Wayne is out in attendance at the Thursday night kickoff party. <laughs> and it will be at Liberty Union in lovely Chester, Chester Springs, Pennsylvania. Hmm. And not only that, I believe, Nick, you're going to have some tickets to give away. Yeah, we got Eagles tickets for the uh, game on December 3rd against the 49ers. So a uh, rematch of last year's NFC Championship game, uh, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. tonight. All you got to do is come out, and you have to be present to win. Uh, but hang out, uh, put your name in the box, and you could win those tickets. You have the shirts and stuff, too? Yeah, or? shirts and $3 Ultra Bottles, $5 uh, Big Wave Drafts, so uh, a lot of fun. I've never been to this bar. It's right next to the Acme, right off of Route 100 in Chester Springs. And what time is that again? 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and it's right. uh, Liberty Union, Chester Springs. All right, get out and see Nick, and uh, maybe you win some stuff. People are We, we get calls and oh, emails yeah. all the time of people that go to these events afterwards and how excited they are uh, that they won stuff. They're a lot of fun. Like yeah. from, from great distances. Yeah. They, come, they travel. Yeah. They travel from around the world. The last one I went to, Steve, I, it was up in the Northeast somewhere, and this dude drove from, like, Southern Delaware to come up, and he won the ticket. That's awesome. for him, yeah. yeah. I love when that happens. All right, so that's what's going on today. We'll take a quick break, come back in just a moment, get to it uh, with a stupid question, some entertainment stories. Uh, yeah, good update on the actor strike. Yes. We'll have that in a moment. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
and her Acme Swoopin' and Win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Super Question Prize, four pack of tickets for the Star Wars game, Saturday, November 4th. And this will be, as the Flyers take on, the Vegas Golden Knights. My question for you, never heard of this one before, but what was Starburst's original name? Starburst the Candy? Yeah, bef- huh. before it was called Starburst, what was the name? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, give us a call right now. We'll mention birthdays while we're waiting for that call today being the ninth day of November. It's Lou Ferrigno's birthday. Today, the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, I know he's deaf. Yeah, mostly deaf. Uh, he celebrates his seventy-second uh, birthday today. I would always get a little teary when uh, they called him Bruce Banner. Yeah, uh, uh, would be no. They called him David Banner. David Banner. Yeah, that Bruce was, it, was a yeah. little too effeminate. So they had him as David Banner walking away at the end of those Hulk episodes. It's like that poor bastard man. And, and that music, that piano, that is what we played. And Steve, yeah. I would also, as a kid, yeah. get a little misty. I mean, poor Bill Bixby. Out. I know, I know. He was nobody understood. He yep. was trying to do the right thing, and uh, he was <laughs> that one guy uh, who the, oh, the, that the, prick, the reporter. Yeah, oh. you wouldn't like me. No. Yeah, Mister. Oh, now I need to know his name. I need to know that uh, the the because he says it in the in the in the the Is credits he in, in like the every episode. He, he was. He's the guy trying to to track him down. Hot on his heels all yeah. the time. And there were a few yeah. episodes where he had he had encounters. In fact, a number of episodes where he had encounters with the Hulk. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah, the show was good. Mister McGee, Jack Mister McGee. McGee. Okay. Thank Who you, Nick. That guy. Jack What's Colvin? that? Uh, Jack Colvin. Yeah. Okay. The guy looked like a, like a five-pack-a-day smoker. Yeah. <laughs> Just one so, of those dudes. In the, in the beginning of the show, he would say, don't make me angry, Mr. McGee. Yeah. You wouldn't like me <laughs> when I'm angry. I'll tell you what. And I loved it when that show when I was a kid, but every time he turned into the Hulk, it scared the actors. You should get to leave the room. Yeah. It I was, was the eyes, room. right? Yeah. He'd look up, and he had those yeah. green eyes, oh. and I'm like, I gotta go. 
The best is are his. They, so they were a bunch of Italian movies. Um, uh, Dino De Laurentiis's company made with him as Hercules, and the voice they dubbed for Lou Ferrigno. I've I've got to go outside. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, Apollo, it's, it's, you must help me. It's an announcer. Oh yeah, uh, totally. I know yeah. what you're talking about. We'll be back after this. Yeah. Uh, so Lou Ferrigno is uh, 72 years old today. A former drummer of REO Speedwagon. Here's my song. Alan Gradzer turns uh, 75 years old today. I went and uh, I watched a uh, 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 an a- amateur documentary about uh, Gary Richrath, uh, the guitarist for um, Oreo Speedwagon, recently because I just it popped up in my algorithm or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Gary Richrath is one of the great underrated guitarists. I think he's actually he passed away, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he had a really bad alcohol problem. Oh, Jesus, and, and he I didn't got know that. Yeah, and in his later years, like he was he was like a three hundred pounder. He was he looked you you wouldn't even recognize. Will you listen to the the solo in this song? It's fantastic, it's amazing, it's excellent. And Alan Gratzer, great drummer as well. So seventy fifth birthday today, Alan Gratzer. Uh, then from the band Blue Oyster Cult, the original bassist Joe Bouchard celebrates his birthday today, and he, like uh, Alan Gratzer, turns seventy five on this very day. It will always be one of the great songs. Yeah, most definitely. Happy 75th to him. Uh, also, that was for you. Oh, oh, love this song too. Great song. Yeah. Uh, Eric Dane, the actor, uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yep, and a variety of other things. He's in a. Re- if you like dystopian, you know, sort of uh, dramas, yeah. uh, The Last Ship. He yeah. was in. He played the captain. I remember you watching uh, that. Yeah, telling it, me about it's it. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in fact, it wraps up properly. It's about five seasons. Okay. Really well done. Nick, was he... Scroll down, look at his credits. Was he in Marley and Me? Because I was watching that yesterday. And I think he might play the reporter that uh, the main character, uh, Owen Wilson's character, yeah, yeah is, is uh, yeah, yeah. jealous of. That movie. Oh, it killed me yesterday. That killed movie. me because I, I watched like the last yeah. quarter of it, which is... Uh, That's you know, it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The dog dies. Yes. When uh, he goes out on the walk with the dog, you know. Yeah. yeah and, and, yeah. and Or just the... Mo- I, uh, forget it. Move yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Eric Dane is uh, 51 today. Uh, twofer. Vanessa Lachey and Nick Lachey. Oh, yeah. yeah. They both celebrate a birthday today. She's 43 and he is 50 years old. So I big, like them both. Big birthday for Nick Lachey. Yeah. He was making a big push to become a uh, uh, pot entrepreneur. And they host one of these uh, reality yeah. breakdown shows together, right? Something like that, yeah. Uh, I, f- I forgot which one it is. It's the Attack of the Beautiful People. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Program, so. She was in the, one of the Fantastic Four movies. Was she? Yeah, I mean, All she right. was the love interest of, um, uh, was it Chris Evans? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, no, not Chris. Yeah, because he played uh, yeah, yeah, the you're right. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, she and he are celebrating. How was that guy? Is Johnny Storm or something crap? Yes, yeah, okay. I think you are correct. <laughs> something crap. <laughs> something crap. This is Johnny something crap. Yeah. Mm. And you got saddled with a bad name. Uh, it's Nikki Blonsky's birthday today. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. She. I, I, last I saw, she was like working at a shoe store. Yeah, she was the lead in uh, the musical Hairspray, and uh, great. Did did wonderful, and her career didn't really take no. off after that. Unfortunately, she has been researching a role for the past seven years yeah. at a Payless shoe store. Is that oh, right? Oh, the right. Al Bundy story, maybe. Uh, <laughs> I always thought. She, I mean, listen, she's a talented singer, but yeah. I also thought she was really cute. 
Yeah, she is. Yeah. Uh, she turns uh, 35 today. Ryan Murphy, writer, director, producer of shows like Glee, Scream Queens, Nip Tuck, 911, and uh, a bunch of other shows. So he did a great uh, shows, a limited series uh, that was uh, Betty Davis versus Joan Crawford during the making of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. That, that is an awesome show. Wow. So uh, he is celebrating his 58th birthday today. And then the last birthday, a friend of the radio station, Mr. Chris Jericho. Oh, nice. Lead singer of Fozzie and, of course, uh, WWE star. One of the nicest guys you want to meet. We were talking to uh, Art the Clown yesterday. You know, Chris Jericho appears in Terrifier. In oh, Terrifier yeah. okay. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, he's, a, he's a renaissance man. He's involved in uh, sports entertainment and music and all kinds of stuff. And he turns uh, 53 years old today. You know what has ruined the word or name Jericho for me? Mm-mm. Uh, servant. Oh, the, baby. oh, the baby's the baby. name Jericho. The baby's yeah. Name. Yeah. Anytime I hear it, that's Where's all I think. Where's Jericho? Of. I think that, and then my second thought is the uh, splinters, the giant splinters in the guy's oh, mouth. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they, they, they say... Jericho too often yes. in the show. Yes. Know what you're saying. Every it's, it's, all yeah. the time. And when she Especially says her. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. When Jericho. the mother, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the show. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the super question. What is, uh, what was Starburst's original name? 215263WMMR. We will go to Danielle to see if we can get an answer. Hi there, Danielle. Hi. All right, Danielle, what do they originally call Starburst? Opal fruit. A terrible name. That's and awesome. yeah. Opal fruit. Opal fruit. Hang on, Danielle. We're going to give you a four-pack of tickets to the Star Wars game Saturday, November 18th. One o'clock, Flyers taking on the Vegas Golden Knights. You can get your tickets at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. All right, we got stories, folks. We're going to start with this. Number one, the longest actor strike in history is finally coming to an end. SAG-AFTRA reached a tentative agreement with studios on Wednesday after 118 days on strike. Fran Drescher wrote on Instagram, we did it. The billion-plus-dollar deal, three times last uh, the last contract. New ground was broke everywhere. Thank you, SAG-AFTRA members, for hanging in and holding out for this historic deal. So I was reading somebody assessing this, uh, Preston, and the past year, year and a half for Hollywood coming out of COVID and then going into this. Yeah. And they're saying the industry will shift, com- has shifted completely and there will be no way back to what it was before. It doesn't mean it won't morph into something that's viable or good, yeah. but this is, uh, they, the, they say, the biggest shift in the movie industry ever. So, do you, any of you guys watch Morning Show? I, I know Nick, you I watched do. the yeah. first season. Uh, Alright, so the very first episode of this last season, uh, Billy Crudup's character it says something that, like, it kind of like shook me and startled me, but he's talking about the news and where everything's headed, and he's like, like, you know, essentially in five years, we're all going to be, like, immersed in what we're, what we're, is entertaining entertaining us, right? So, like, we're going to be in that universe. So, like, whatever you think, it, you know, you, you know now. But, like, virtual reality? Virtual reality. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's just, I think it's going to, because right now what's hurting us is... He was like, Dr. Manhattan, so I trust him. Yeah, yeah but, um, no, it's, it, it's cumbersome, right? Like, yeah, there's yeah. giant, like, goggles and stuff like that. So, once they figure out how to, like, make it a little bit more comfortable oh. and not sweaty and oh, yeah. all that Oh, yeah. Oh, we're getting there. Yeah, oh, we yeah. are getting Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Mm. 
Uh, the union's negotiating committee voted unanimously to approve the tentative deal, which will go before the sag after national board on Friday, tomorrow. Uh, following this, union members will have to ratify the agreement, which could take a few weeks. Uh, still, the strike is set to officially end uh, today. This is great news because I am up for a number of major movie roles, mm. and it's been stalled for a while. <laughs> Steve, I saw uh, a post yesterday from Ryan Airy uh, from Screen Crush, and he said, and uh, just wait to see how many news outlets and uh, talk shows that the cast of uh, the Marvels are going to be on. <laughs> They've got to cover oh, ground. Yeah, yeah. They have to cover so much ground, and they have a movie that's coming out tomorrow, and, and uh, you know they haven't been able to promote any of these movies for a long time. Yeah, and uh, that bodes well for us because uh, more we can have more guests on yes. now. We've we've had a uh, a lot of people haven't been able to come on to talk about their projects, and uh, so we haven't had a chance to chat with them. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be nice. Uh, Succession fans were shocked last Tuesday when one of the show stars, Alan Ruck, crashed his electric pickup truck into the side of a pizzeria in Hollywood. Uh, he previously expressed his relief that no one was killed, reportedly claimed at the scene that he didn't know... What caused him to crash into Ruffalo's Pizza? And now it seems that police investigating the crash think there's something to his claims. Detectives are considering the possibility that uh, Ruck's Rivian R1 truck may have had high-tech features that the 67-year-old actor wasn't familiar with. Although it's a theory at the moment, law enforcement is considering whether the truck's various driving modes, some of which allow it to accelerate incredibly fast, may have contributed to the crash. I don't doubt this for a second. So yep. I'm good with tech. And I, you know, I, I, I'm... I can adapt to things pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But even from the, uh, I have a car that right now, a new car that's a just a couple of years more recent than the last car that I had. And the amount of stuff that you sit there and you go, what the hell does that do? Right. Yeah, um, just shifting so, yeah. into gears. Like, right, right, right. They're buttons now. What the hell is that thing? Yeah. Yeah. There are two things that pop up on my dashboard and I'm good. I'm really good with this stuff, <laughs> Nick. And I, it does like a 20 second countdown. Yeah, and I'm and I, at, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Steve. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There is video footage of him like crossing the street uh, in the truck and like he's weaving in and out of traffic and then he just plows right into the side of this pizza. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so Steve, here, here it's up on the screen in the in the studio okay. and um it, like he is he has zero control of what's happening with this vehicle wow. and he ends up just plowing right on the side of it so much so that people initially thought maybe he was drunk but i guess he didn't have any of those uh Ooh. Uh, there were no symptoms. Well, yeah. this, this video we're looking at, I don't know which one is his because he runs into a... Oh, that's Bottom him. Yeah. 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 He runs into yeah. a pizzeria. Uh, so responding officers uh, bought the claims and instead they think that the newness and potential confusing features of the brand new truck may have contributed to the incident. A uh, truck likely had three different all-wheel drive systems that it could switch among. So you have dual motor, performance dual motor, and quad motor. Uh, the performance dual motor and quad motor settings offer fast acceleration and drivers using the quad motor system can go from zero to 60 in three seconds. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah. fast. Electric vehicles are also known to accelerate faster than traditional combustion engine vehicles in general. Uh, so far, there's no indication that any part of the truck malfunctioned before the crash. It's not known if Ruck had the self-driving mode installed on his truck or if it was engaged if so. But they think maybe that might, there might be something to was that. Was his sailboat signal on, Preston? I don't know. Can't be. He sailboat better than anybody. Yeah. That was years ago. That is the oil light, Steve. It's the oil light. <laughs> Uh, so, Good Burger actor Kel Mitchell was reportedly rushed to an emergency room in Los Angeles on Tuesday. Uh, when it's told TMZ that he was conscious and alert upon arrival, the Keenan and Kel actor's illness is not yet known, but he was still receiving treatment as of Wednesday. They're making a new movie. 
Yeah, TMZ reached out to his representatives but received no comment. Uh, his social media pages are still active, but the post features promotional material for the Good Burger sequel and an upcoming appearance on Celebrity Square. So we're not really sure what's going on with him. If we find out, we'll let you know. Uh, according to Page Six, Jennifer Aniston is having an especially hard time handling the loss of Matthew mm-hmm. Perry. Uh, this follows her father, John Aniston's death last year. Uh, a source told the outlet out of the remaining five, Jen and Courtney are re- f- reeling the most, and Jen is probably the one who is struggling most acutely. It's a second massive loss in less than a year with the one-year anniversary of her dad's death just around the corner. Uh, she still hasn't fully regained her footing from that, and now this has completely knocked her off her feet. Nick and I were just talking about her um, the other day, and side note to, to what you're talking about, but that, uh, and Casey brought up the morning show, how good she is on that show. It's a different role for her, and she really is good at it. Yeah, she plays an anchor uh, named Alex Levy, and uh, I was telling Kathy this, and I, like, I was watching the show, and I was like, man, I wouldn't want to mess with Alex Levy. And then I realized, oh, Alex, really, that's not a real person. That's, right? that's <laughs> yeah, just a character. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, she's it's a very different character than Rachel and Friends and some of the other stuff that she's done that's been light and uh, yeah. It's a terrific show. I'm a huge fan of it. She's solid. Well, it appears the rumors are true about Jennifer Hudson and Common, the pair who have been rumored to be dating since 2022, were spotted holding hands uh-huh. on Saturday as they arrived at Joe's Pub in New York City. And this news comes after the Dream Girls actor told Gail King on CBS Mornings that she's very happy in her current relationship. So maybe I think they'd make a nice couple. Oh, they look like a lovely couple. They're a lovely couple. See if they go uh, the, the, the pipes of that chick. Oh, she's unbelievable. She blow the walls out. Yep. Uh, let's see. Lori Harvey. So we hear of that couple. And we now have Lori Harvey and uh, Damson Idris. They have confirmed they are going their separate way. No. No. That's uh, Steve Harvey's daughter, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be with... Um, Oh, I know yeah. there was somebody. Somebody and I can't was remember. famous, and, I, and that's why I'm probably lived on this. in Wakanda. Uh, I do not know. Uh, so they have been uh, dating for more than a year. The pair shared a joint statement of the Hollywood Reporter on Tuesday. Uh, we are at a point in our lives where our individual paths require our full attention and dedication. I saw an interview with Steve Harvey's mustache yesterday, okay. and uh, it was distraught. Let's I just mean, say that. And so they they were just dating, and they had to do release a statement. Listen, it's a loses light. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, We part ways remaining friends and nothing but love and respect for each other. I hate her. The time we shared together and I hate her with all my dreams. I hate her. (laughs) Father's fat face. She has no soul. I hate you. I hate you more than anything (laughs) in this damn world. Uh, Andy Cohen is hoping that CNN will allow him to consume alcohol again this year on New Year's Eve. All right. If CNN is smart, they should let them do that. Because they they are looking for a ratings win somewhere, and people love when those two get trashed on New Year's Eve. He said, hopefully I will not be sneaking it. Uh, I told E! News recently, I haven't heard anything yet, but come on, they need to let us drink. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, he jokingly added, give the daddy some juice, referring to himself and his co-host Anderson Cooper. And this comes after Cohen called Ryan Seacrest and his production team a, quote, bunch of losers <laughs> on air while ringing in 
22. And he was beating up on uh, Journey, too, if yeah. I remember correctly. The, the uh, Parnell, the lead singer. Yeah. If it makes... Uh, Parnell, I'm sorry. If it makes Anderson Cooper giggle, I'm all in. Because the way that that guy laughs makes me happy. Uh, so he later issued a public apology for the remarks that he made as saying, I really regret saying that, and I, I was just stupid and drunk and feeling it. So, But he wants to do it again. So we'll see if they end up letting him. And the last place I would want to be on New Year's Eve is Times Square. Hell yes. Oh, my God. I think I, I would need heroin. Now, if you had a cushy little, you know, stage yeah. and, and your own area like these guys do and you're broadcasting live, yeah. it might be a yeah. tad bit different. Uh, AP News reports that the theme for next year's Met Gala yeah? is Sleeping Beauties Reawakening Fashion. Ooh. That's the theme, Sleeping Beauties Reawakening Fashion. Uh, the theme is inspired by the forthcoming exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which will feature 250 pieces from the Costume Institute's permanent collection. That's Well, that wasn't last year. Was last year the famous Kim Kardashian, Marilyn Monroe? Was that last year? It, yeah, was, yeah. it was not that long ago, definitely. And then she got in trouble because she, she screwed it up. Yeah, the dress got messed up. You uh, ruined it! The star-studded event ass. is uh, set to take place on May 6th of next year. That, to me, uh, exemplifies the height of pomposity. Oh, yeah. The Met Gala. Agreed. Two new trailers have come out yesterday. Paramount dropped the official trailer for Mean Girls, the musical remake. Uh, people, is, is it the musical? It's the musical. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people reports that uh, the creator, uh, Tina Fey, will be reprising a role as Miss Norbury from the original uh, 2004 film alongside Tim Meadows as Prince Duvall, or Principal Duvall. Uh, new cast members include Jenna Fisher, John Hamm, Busy Phillips, Renee Rapp, uh, Angry Rice, uh, Aliu Carvalho, and uh, Jaquel Spivey, or Spivey, I'm not sure how to pronounce the last name. Uh, the movie will hit theaters on January 12th. Saw the trailer. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I didn't catch any of the songs, though. They didn't, re- didn't reveal any of them. There's very limited. There's, okay. very, there's, there's a couple of them. Uh, so they're not jamming the thing full of songs. But, uh, but I think John Hamm is the gym teacher. Looks like a winner. It looks fun. Uh, and, and Tina Fey obviously was, uh, you know, wrote the book, as they say. So. Uh, and they've updated it for current social media stuff. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. So I, I hope it's good. But I would think as a musical, you'd have lots of songs. I know. You know but I know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also out, uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, they are, it's called uh, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Uh, it looks good. So... This um, this is the uh, the Jason Reitman. Um, I, I, I didn't even notice. I assume he's directing this one. Uh, he posted the the trailer yeah, yesterday. Yeah. So so uh, I like that the, the first one. Did you see the first did one? Not no. So it, they really did. A, it had a very Stranger Things. In fact, so uh, a Finn um, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, Wolfhard he's in is it. it. Yeah. So that's why. But it had a good feel, a good vibe to it. So. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing here. Uh, so, yeah, they're returning to New York City for the franchise's latest film. Uh, they released the trailer yesterday, and it shows Paul Rudd and the gang from Ghostbusters Afterlife fighting a ghost called the Death Chill. Uh, the new villain covers the city in ice in the middle of summer. And uh, Pat Oswalt says in the trailer, uh, for the first time in New York City's history, people froze to death in the middle of July. It'll debut in theaters on March 29th, by the way. So we'll see. Yep. And then one last story. Uh, in a recent interview with GQ, Jeremy Allen White uh, from The Bear 
and uh, also um, Shameless, uh, explained how he lost the option of starring in what he called a Marvely movie. Uh, so a uh, superhero mm, right. type of movie. He said, uh, I had a meeting for a kind of marvelly movie, and I had an attitude, and I think I played it all wrong. <laughs> he recalled telling the executives, tell me about why I should do your movie. <laughs> and he said, this did not go over well. <laughs> and he said, they were like, F you. And I was like, right on. <laughs> so I think he's... Uh, I think he's Gone through some ego issues. Quite possibly. Past. I yeah. think right now they would really like to have him sure. in anything. Sure. You know? Absolutely. Uh, he's going to be in that uh, that movie about the, the Von Erich uh, wrestling fan. Yeah. Uh, have you seen down the road? Have you seen that they've gone back to making a big deal about Zach Efron's look? You because know, he shattered his jaw. The guy and the thing is, the guy still looks amazing. Oh my god, he looks incredible! He looks amazing. He just has a more fuller jawline. But you'd think he yeah. looked like uh, you know, well, well, I don't want to say Gary Lauer, but he looked like <laughs> you know. Uh, or me, for Christ's sake. You yeah, know? no, I know what you're saying. No, all right. Uh, I, I should only look that good. Ready for clips. Lawman Bass Reeves tells the untold story of the first black U.S. Marshal Bass Reeves. And here, director Damian Mercano discusses the challenges of filming this series. The state of Texas, being at the top of the list, it's weather conditions. <laughs> yeah, it decided what we would do when we would do it. So, you know, it took me... I think five and a half months to complete three of these episodes. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it was just truly art. It isn't the kind of thing that you can go in and say, why aren't the stage lights working? Yeah! Uh, Lawman Bass Reeves is streaming now on Paramount Plus Prime. I've watched uh, the first two uh, episodes with David released. It's really good. Is so, it good? Yeah, there's um, uh, Dennis Quaid, Barry Pepper, um, Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland's in it. So they've got some star power. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's a, you know, it's a period piece. It's, it's really cool. So. And I like him as an yeah. All right. Next clip. The Marvels. Captain Marvel's duties send her to an anomalous wormhole linked to a Cree revolutionary where her powers become entangled with Ms. Marvel and her estranged niece. And in this clip, director Nia DaCosta talks about test screening and applying notes for from executives. Literally, as you get every kind of note you could possibly think about. Like, you could get literally someone said, I don't like that tank top. What am I going to do about that? Literally nothing. So, <laughs> I think it's really like... And I think about this when I give notes. Am I giving a note because I'm asking them or wanting them to do it the way I would have done it? Or if, or am I giving a note that is improving what they actually want to do? Did you shut up? Uh, the Marvels is out in theaters now. I thought it opened tomorrow. Mm, uh, maybe there's some usually advanced. comes in Thursday like night. Thursday before. There was a screening on uh, Tuesday. I elected to not go see that because I feel like I need... Loki comes out today. I think the final episode of this season. They're, and I think they dovetail together. So I yep. want to wait. There's so you, so you want to finish Loki before you go see this yeah okay it's got a 60 percent on uh rotten tomatoes um the marvels do, do. yeah i'm hearing some i'm hearing okay things about okay it. Yeah. and that's yeah. kind of that's kind of the last few marvel movies I've, I haven't been like wow horrible and i haven't been like wow that's great it's been like eh, this thing's okay. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm easier to please than i than most i think when it comes to this stuff me so, too yeah yeah we're gonna have the uh, composer on tomorrow we had her on before and uh, laura cartman is her name she's uh, really friend, yeah friends with the, the giacchino family and um so maria and michael giacchino are very close with laura and laura's gonna be zooming with us tomorrow to talk specifically about the marvel's movie because she okay. did captain marvel and uh, the score for this one. 
That's nice. All right, and that is the last story in the Entertainment Report. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. Come back in a moment. Our buddy Joe DeRosa, who's going to be performing at the TLA on Saturday night, will be checking in with us later this morning. Uh, Gino's is stopping by. Yeah. Meet Neat, courtesy of our friends at Live Casino Hotel in Philadelphia. We have giveaways with that and some more stuff coming up. We'll be right back. What is Camp Out for Hunger? Where do I park? What hours can I come by? Hey, are the condo rides free? Can I donate online? You've got questions. We've got all the answers. WMMR.com slash campout for everything you want to know and more. Kathy had a story in uh, the news earlier about a uh, woman who uh, has a business and some people came in. They were dressed as uh, Pico employees and they managed to scam her out of like $3,500 or something like that. Yeah, they stood outside and then uh, inside received a, a, one, a phone call from a 1-800 number and they were, I guess, working together. And, it seemed uh, to be, right? Yeah, and they said you needed to pay your, your Pico bill. Yeah, they were the disconnection team outside, and that you needed to pay your Pico bill, or else they were going to turn it off, and so she ended up paying. God. And, uh, and how, did they ha- how did they ask that she pay? Well, it, she went to the... They said they needed to, she needed to pay on the Pico kiosk, and so she went to the site, whatever it was, and it was a Bitcoin site, and she Man. called back, and they said, no, no, we you can pay through Bitcoin, and she did, and that was it. Yeah, so... Lost so her money. Full-on scam, and, and that, that led us to a, a short conversation about uh, the, the amount of times... The amount of times you, in a week, yeah. are approached with, with some type of blatant scam. And I think other than, other than you know, we, we see these videos of people going in and, and, and shoplifting en masse and stuff like this. I think this is the most visibly blatant crime yeah. that is taking place regularly. It's so clear to most of us that this is, you're, you're, you're a thief. Care to give you're, a, you're being a thief right now. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Want to give a guesstimate on... on as to how many times a week you think someone is approaching you online or texting you with a scam? Uh, via text and the phone calls, too, the phone calls. At, at home, because we still have a landline, yeah. so so I get to, we get calls on the daily. So I would say, Steve, probably, I'm going to say maybe eight or nine times a week yeah, or something yeah. that I'm going, nope, scam, you yeah. know what I mean, and just kind of flipping out. Uh, email doesn't happen as much anymore uh, to me personally, but it's it's text, it's phone calls, uh, yeah, that I mainly have. And then Casey had an incident yeah. the other day, and, and I'll let you just tell this story because it led to you uh, being a little bit embarrassed about how you act, and I don't think you need to be. But, yeah, because it wasn't a scam. but uh, And, you know, like with what we do for work, um, sometimes I have to answer phone numbers that I am not familiar right. with. Right. <clears throat> on this on the off chance. On the off chance. And so I had gotten a phone call from, uh, it looked like, oh, yeah, yeah, from... Pittston, PA. Right. Okay. Uh, area code five seven zero. wasn't um, wasn't expecting a phone call from this number. Didn't know the number, but you know, just a little backstory here. On Monday, my daughter broke her finger, and I was going back and forth with insurance companies and doctors' offices, and they were supposed to. By the way, they still haven't called me back to get her casted <laughs> up. Okay. Okay, Premier. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so nobody called me. Uh, so I was waiting for a callback from either insurance and or a doctor's office to get her in there to get her hand casted up because right. it is straight up broken. So I'm literally on the toilet pooping, yeah. Kathy, and because uh, cool. she wanted we to know that, that detail. Yeah, we needed that and information. You, you I get, pulled your poop knife out of its sheath. I get this phone call. I reluctantly answer. And now when I get a phone call and I answer it from a number I don't know. I kind of wait a little bit. I hit the answer button, and then I give it a beat, you know, like one, two, three. And then um, 
I just hear somebody go, is this, is this Casey? I go, who's this? He goes, is this Casey? And then I just take attitude. I go, I'm asking you who this is, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, you called me. Now, Kathy, I talked to you about this off the air. There needs to be a protocol. When you are calling a phone number that you've never called before, don't ask who you're, if this who it, 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 also, it is. I, like, can I speak to Casey, please? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, kind of yes. Hi. 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 This is Joe Smith, and I'm calling on behalf. And by the way, it was the publicist for the uh, Shakes the Clown guy. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Terrifying. Uh, Ar- yeah, Art the Clown. Shakes the Clown. Bobcat Goldthwaite. Yeah, so it was yeah. uh, for Art the Clown. We had him on for, as a yeah, guest yesterday. David, yeah. And it was his, it was his publicist, and he just kept saying, is, uh, is this Casey? And I'm like, who is this? Can you please identify why, like, yourself? Why was he doing that? Because, so, because of these scams. I do not want to say, yes, this is Casey. Yeah. I don't know if they're recording yeah. my voice, so right. you've got to say, hi, this is Joe Smith. I'm uh, calling on behalf of Shakes the Clown. <laughs> is this Casey? Right. So in his case, he's calling because we've we've sort of done a, uh, a circuitous thing, and, yeah. and Dave from Monster Mania helped uh, Thank you, Dave. hook this up, and very good, and, the, and it all worked out great, and you, you apologize to the guy uh, but but yeah there you get so besieged by these kind of calls and it is a tactic when someone says that that they are they can record your voice and will use it to do all sorts of nefarious things and I'm like listen I don't know if it's true or not but like I'm I'm a little bit leery so if somebody Put shakes asking, on if somebody is asking me a question where I have to voice the word yes exactly I'm yeah. not gonna do that I, I yeah. avoid the word yes altogether. Yeah, because like, I've heard in the past that they can use that as a, uh, they, they can record that and say, you confirmed by saying the word yes to whatever it is yep. they're offering up. Uh, however, they've, they've edited it or I don't know what, but uh, I try to avo- avoid the word yes. And because of that, uh, I, I use one of two tactic, tactics and I, and I employ employer people to do the same thing. If you're calling somebody that you've never called before, maybe send them a text first to say, hey, this is Casey. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a call real quick to talk to you about this, right? And then, then you can do that. Or when somebody answers the phone, you identify who you are and what you're doing. I, I mean, that's, so stand, that, that's that just standard be. protocol. Hi, this is Steve. Or, or the, you, know, I'll you don't say, call I, somebody. Go hi. Who's hi, this? this? Is Steve from the President Steve Show. Um, uh, blah blah blah. I don't say. I don't call and say hi. Who's this? I'm. I may do what he said if I'm yeah. calling a number. I. I will say hi. Is this Casey? Yeah. I. I, I will do that if it's someone I've never called before because yeah. that's the person I'm trying to contact. Right. Yeah. Now I can understand if they if they go who's this and I would say oh uh, hi I'm I'm Preston I'm, yeah. I'm calling I'm trying to reach Casey just yeah. in case there's some confusion I think my first who's this was pretty pleasant I was like yeah who's this yeah or yeah or who's calling yeah yeah, yeah. And is this is this Casey I like okay so what you're saying Casey that's um I think that would be ideal most people are not going to do that but for me I just think it's I I said it a little bit ago I just think it's simple can I please speak to Casey like it's just a simple nice greeting and then you're you're not gonna go, you know what I mean you're not gonna get into that argument yeah it's funny because years ago and I remember this clearly in elementary school we would have they brought in Preston at the time landline a, a closed landline, you know, one phone to the other, and they had um, somebody, uh, one of the students, sit in the class, and the other student went outside into the hallway and sat down, and they taught you how to conduct Mm. phone protocol. Phone etiquette. Right, phone etiquette. Uh, And in this day and age, though, uh, where you, you you know, yes, you do have to be so aware, Uh because you get bombarded with this stuff all the time. How did it end up working out? 
Um, I apologize up and down once we uh, yeah. figured out who uh, who he was and what was going on, and I and I actually gave him like a, the the Cliff's Note version of what was going on. You yeah. know, I said, "Hey, listen, you know, I'm really really sorry, but like I didn't know who you were. I'm waiting for a phone call from you know doctor's office. My daughter broke her finger. I'm taking a dump right now. I didn't say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, so and then I don't think he really. Um, I don't think he cared. I think he was <laughs> still a little honked okay, off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nick, I think we should uh, uh, we should. Uh, uh, just use the uh, you and I like the line from uh, Boys in the Hood, and just answer the phone by going "Who dis? Who dis? Who dis? Who dis? Who, who dis? Yeah. Trey, this is your mother." <laughs> um, when introducing yourself to somebody that you haven't contacted before, if you've not emailed them, uh, do you guys text first? Because I I think at this point I kind of do. I yeah, be like, not, hey, not, not always. Yeah. Not always. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I, don't. I call first sometimes, and I then do. if they don't answer. Sometimes I will follow with a text and just say, "This is who I am." When you get a but chance, may I enroll back. you in the Jam of the Month Club, <laughs> Kathy? You never leave voicemails, right? Uh, I wouldn't leave. Mm, yeah, no, rarely. No, I, I, I would hang up and send the text as opposed to my missed call to is a, a voicemail. voicemail. <laughs> yeah, but see, that's I think the missed call is a voicemail. Is a, if someone knows you, yeah, there, right. there's if a you gap. Don't there. Have if it's, no, a, no, if yeah, it's yeah. a new number and they don't leave a voicemail, I'm not going to call that person back. Yeah. So, Nick, let me bring this up, and this is something that's happening quite a lot. Someone will call. I'll see it hap- I'll see them calling on the cell phone, even during the show. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I have it on, on the mute or whatever, and it goes, it goes to voicemail. Now, I know they've called, and I know that they have left a voicemail. That voicemail will not appear yes, for, for like, like hours later. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. The next day. Hours later. Yeah, yep. that days later sometimes. Yeah. Why, why yeah. does it do that? I don't know. Same thing. I, I think it's, annoying. it's uh, I'm, I'm actually happy to hear that I'm not alone. Yes. No. That you guys are having the same problem. Yes, and like, it sucks. Yeah. My voicemail uh, box is perpetually full, and I know that it bothers some people. I just, like, text me, I'll call you back. <laughs> or if I saw that you call, I'll call you back. Like, it, it, so what? Yeah. The, my voice, like, who cares? Why don't you we, clean it out, though? Uh, because there are, like, uh, messages in there from Ben when he was five. Oh, that you're that are, saving. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, right. listen, I probably should just dump them down and, uh, you know, store the MP3s or whatever, but I just, Nick like, have Nick City, where are you? <laughs> uh, you missed that there are, there, there are a couple <laughs> famous people in there, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, really? yeah, yeah. When are you and Will coming back to a show? <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of years ago when my, uh, I was picking my son up at soccer practice and one of his teammates was left behind. His, uh, his parents got mixed up. Mom thought dad was getting them. Dad thought mom was getting them. And he was there. And I was going to give him a ride home, but I didn't want to give him a ride home without telling his parents, just in case his parents showed up and they're like, where's this kid? And so nobody was answering the phone. Nobody, because nobody answers the phone from a number they don't know. And uh, and the problem was it was their home phone, and so I couldn't text them to right, say, "Hey, right. this is you know me. Please answer. I have your kid. <laughs> I, have a, I want one million dollars in crypto. I I play roulette every now and then, Russian roulette with the numbers I don't recognize, just for the hell of you it. You will answer? Yeah, why not? You know, and, and nine times out of ten, there's a you'll say hello, and then there's a three second pause. You hear this? Yeah, you're hearing like data entry going on yeah, in the background. Something. Yeah, 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 something. There's a, there's a pause, and then they then they check in, and then after two seconds, I know, and I just hang up. Yeah. The phone. I don't even respond. I just hang up on them. Uh-huh. But every now and then, there have been a couple of them where I'm like, I didn't recognize the number. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I answered. This. Likewise, yeah. Especially if you know, as with you, Casey, uh-huh. you were waiting for a call, so you're like, I, I, I should take this, even if I have to do that that song and dance. I'm going to take this because I'm waiting for a call. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me get some. Uh, speaking of calls, uh, let me go to. A few coming in. I have Kathy on the line. Hi, Kath. Good morning. Morning. How are you today? Good. What's up, Kathy? 
Well, I just got a, a hatch out of $399,000. What? $399,000? Yes, I had just inherited this money back in July, and the hackers got me in August. So um, I just want to warn anybody that that has older equipment, like my computer was five years old my phone was eight years old and i am not tech savvy i'm not i wasn't then i am now but uh kathy if i if i can interrupt what what, how did they scam you what happened well it they showed up as a withdrawal out of my investment account and when i called the investment company they said i called in the fraud department and they said they would call me back well, who called me back was the hackers. It wasn't the fraud department at all. Oh, oh no. It showed on my phone. It showed on my phone that it was an investment company. Okay, so they reached oh. out to you saying that you got you you had an issue, there was a problem and to contact them and you the, it was the scammers that had reached out to you and that's who you contacted them. Dear back God, to. Yeah. so do you have any recourse, Kathy? I have talked to the local police, the state police, the FBI. Um, I have talked to three separate lawyers, talked to my bank, and talked to the investment company, and I am screwed. I can't can't even get a a recovery (sighs) password for the PlayStation Network because their security is so tight. And and these people are able to get in and steal $400,000 from you? Yeah, they changed my password and they changed my, uh, oh my username. Um, they they tricked me really, really good. Well, oh, but you raise man. a good point, Kathy. That's how good, that's how comprehensive they can get, that they would be that savvy to call back. Never, and obviously this is after the fact, and obviously you, you've, you've gotten up to speed on this, but if you, for a nanosecond, don't give any access code information, any personal information, best to just... Take a pause, call them, you make you initiate the call, and then see if you're dealing with the legitimate yeah, people. What what you've got to do is never ever call a number or a link that yeah. is sent to you. You have to go and find a go separate find, number yeah. online. That's see, the problem hard. was I did call the investment company. I called the investment company. They did not call me. Okay, they so did you not you, initiate it. So it so from, I'm, I'm sorry, Kathy. So then how did they, when they called you, when these scammers called you back, they were aware of the fact that you would call the investment company and were in this kind of situation? Yes, and they posed as the, as the investment company. Wow. Wow. That's a whole other level. Well, well, yeah, and then I, I understand that once you've been scammed, these scammers will sell your information to other scammers. Yes, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're an easy mark. Yeah. So I've been uh, attempted to scam uh, a lot since then, but I understand that they will sell your information so that other scammers can get you too. Yeah, well, man, oh, uh, that is horrible saying, news. Uh, we we hope this in some way can be reversed at some level for you. That's just terrible, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy, keep, keep listening in case somebody calls in that, that might be able to help you out. I don't know if that'll happen or not, but just uh, keep listening to this segment, okay? Okay, we'll do. All right, Thanks thank you. Guys. Well, I appreciate you it. Wow, you oh rock. Oh, four hundred grand. I know, but you know what? I wonder. <laughs> so here, here's some like hope. Uh, if she got this uh, uh, inheritance, did the taxes get taken out yet? Because if not, maybe the IRS would be like, "Hang on a second, we need some uh, some of our money well, here, and then we'll get do some investigation." The likelihood they're going to go through. 
they're, they're going to look to launder that money in a way that will yeah. shield it from taxes. Uh, Casey, you'd mentioned, though, you know, how you know you have a problem even retrieving a password from your PlayStation or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are uh, think of the ransomware yeah. groups out there. There oh, are yeah. people that can that are that are just great, yeah. great at this. It that, scares that get me. into it and mm-hmm. they, they they get into very, very secure networks and then they hold them for ransom for millions of dollars to happen to my school district. Well, and if you know what? And I, I put it this way. Yes, they're out there and if they want to get your stuff, they're going to do it. And if they want to turn focus their attention on getting that, they will. But when you realize that the predominant amount of car thefts are from thieves that go up to see if the car is unlocked... But by a vast margin, and they're unlocked, mm-hmm. so you realize at least on a basic, excuse me, on a basic level, you can take some preventative measures that would, that would at least don't make it easy for them. Right, you know? right. right. Preston, I use um, Facebook Marketplace all the time, and I know that there's a scam around that, but I I never understand it. And when when the messages come in, I see it. I know the 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 scam messages, but I don't know how it works because I never reply to them. All right, we have Barry who got scammed on uh, Facebook Marketplace, so let's go to him. Maybe. It ties into what you're talking about. Barry, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Grandma. What's up, Barry? Hey, Preston, that was a real tough act to follow on that last call. However, yeah. um, so I was I don't sell a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace. I probably have sold a total of like less than ten things. So I don't use it that often. However, I was selling something recently on there and got a message saying I'm very interested in this. Um, however, I'm at work and I can't talk. Can you call Can you me? Please uh, send send me your phone number so my husband can call you. Yeah, and it wasn't written in like broken English. It was written normally, like how anybody else would, you know. Right. I get the message. same messages. So I'm an idiot, obviously, <laughs> um, and I send them my phone number, uh, and then I get I, my phone number. Like it's connected also to my Gmail account and stuff like that. Oh. And I see I get a notification from Google Voice. Which I don't, I don't use Google Voice, um, saying that my number was switched. Like they took my phone number, my actual phone number, and attached it to their Google Voice account. So this is remember how you were saying earlier um, in the report that the number was spoofed and that when police tried calling it, um, it was linked to nothing. Right. Yeah. And Google Voice. And that's how they they sh- the, those numbers show up as normal two one five two six seven numbers. Okay. Uh, so, so so Barry go through Google, and then there's a whole like system of like reclaiming your number, so that this person can't use it to scam other people. Were they able to affect? Were they able to rob or pilfer from you in any way after doing that? So. Me being an idiot, I was, <laughs> I was actually, I did it quick enough. Like after I sat down and I realized, I'm like, wait, this person hasn't called me, and I got this message from Google. I went right on Google and just searched how to reclaim it. I, it was probably less than, you know, fifteen minutes. All right, we well, you, you jumped you, right on it. So they just stole your phone number. They didn't get money or whatever from you. Correct, but they were. That's that's you know step one. In this whole entire world. right. Step okay. two is to contact a Nigerian prince. Uh. <laughs> no, but you have to like because I do use Marketplace a lot, and any any time you po- if you post on the actual Marketplace and not like your your town's um, you know uh, yard sale site, immediately you get these messages. I mean, I have a ton in my my inbox. You you get them immediately, and they come from also like accounts that like maybe there's one picture right. or they have four friends. Yeah, you know, that mm-hmm. that's what I always look at. Right. Also, look it, it also tells you um 
which is pretty interesting, how long they've been associated with Facebook. Where yeah. so their account is what five years old. This account, the, when I went back and I looked at it, when you know hindsight, um, yeah. the account was made in 2023. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Hey Barry, just in general, do you use like the the, the two factor uh, authentication? The two, uh, you know, all the, when they give you the opportunity to do that, do you do it? I do. However, this was just through my phone number. Okay. So it wasn't like they were actually in my Google, you know, network or my Google accounts. They just, they specifically took my phone number. Yeah. And they can, they can do a lot of damage with that. So, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Well, All right, Barry. Thanks, man. We appreciate you sharing the story. Take care, bud. Wow. So, um, well, that, that is that, that's what you were talking about. It's exactly, exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And they, they come in from weird accounts. And I, I just didn't understand the scam and what right. we were, but I guess they're looking for to get your information and not the product. We're going to go to Tom next. Hi, Tom. You're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Oh. I love you, man. What's up, bud? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, my strategy is, well, first of all, my phone barely ever rings. <laughs> so if I get a call from a known number or a number I don't know, I'm usually answering the phone. Hello, can I help you? Okay. And they'll say, is Tom there? I'll like, well, can I ask who's calling? They'll say it's Jim or Bill or whoever. And uh, is this Tom? And I'll be like, well, what's this regarding? Yeah, you just never say the word yes. All right. I know, yeah, I'm avoiding never saying the word yes. Yep. Um, and then they'll be persistent. They're not identifying themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they want to know who I am. I'm like, well, what's this matter about? And they're like, is this Tom? I'm like, well, I'm not going to confirm or deny whether this is Tom or not. What's this regarding? Yeah. And... Then they'll say this, that, or the other thing. And I'll just be like, put me on your do not call list. Yeah, yeah. So what you're doing is you're, you're I mean, by actively putting those steps between you and, and them, um, you know, that that is a good safety uh, valve, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we what happens is. Thanks, Tom. Uh, it happens a lot in the bustle of your, your day. You're doing things. You're getting calls, Casey, from an insurance company or something or whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. And you're thrown off. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah. If you gotta, yeah. you have to sort of stay on your game. Um, I guess you could say instead of yes, you could say it is. Yeah. And that's avoiding the word yes if you want to get. At that point, right if you don't news. identify yourself, I'm hanging up I on know, you. Bye bye. Affirmative. Click. Say. Affirmative. Me, uh, what really makes me ill is when they purposely go after senior citizens. Yeah. yeah it's just awful. it's how can you live with yourself? How can you live with yourself, man? I'm not gonna stop thinking about Kathy all day. Like I know, it's yeah. horrible. four hundred thousand dollar inheritance. Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. Uh, and here Casey just came into four hundred thousand dollars. Weird <laughs> weird timing. Very, very <laughs> weird timing. Gonna say yeah. Anything. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of interesting calls here. I'm gonna go next to Andy. Hi Andy, you're on the air morning. Hey, it's Andy from Germantown. Germantown, Andy! What's up, Andy? Andy! Good talk. I like to mess with the scammers. I'll, I'll see how long I can keep them on the phone. Um, so I'll just keep talking. I, my record's 45 minutes. I usually pretend I'm an old man, and they'll try and, like, read me off the URL. I have to type into my computer, and I'll I'll say, oh, it's not working, and they'll read off. And I say, oh, I got one letter wrong. Let me just get back to it. And then I'll try it again, and I'll get a different letter wrong. And I'll keep at it for, like, minutes on end. Like, they're starting to get frustrated. They pass me off to their quote-unquote supervisor. It could go on for quite well, a while. Andy, have you, have you ever inadvertently engage someone who had legitimate business with you? No, no. Okay. You can, you can all 
always tell. You know, you get that pause. Right. Uh, yep. there, it's usually an accent. There's people talking in the background. It's, right. You know. And and Andy, they'll 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 hang out for a long time trying to. You know, it's not a waste of time for them. It's uh, this. Yeah, this could they, potentially they got, be a scam. They think they've got a hook. They think they've got yeah. A yeah. They can yeah. connive into to giving them something. They'll mm. stay with it as long as they can. Would you agree? I think the thing to do is just remain as cynical as possible and suspect. Listen, yeah. err on the side of caution yeah. because you hear like, like a story like Kathy's. You'd never want that to happen. Yeah. Thanks, Andy. Have to. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate yeah. it, bud. All right. Uh, we got an email uh, from a an investigator uh, who is on the line and deals with this type of stuff regularly, and he's got some scary stuff to tell us, so we're going to go to Craig uh, next. Hi, Craig. Good morning. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning, it, buddy. All right. So- Who are we speaking with? <laughs> uh, Craig. Yeah, that, what do- so what I uh, what I emailed Nick, and, and what you guys are talking about is my daily life. Um, people like Kathy, um, and, and I've had cases where it's been uh, in the millions. Yeah. Um, what's scary is what's coming, not what's here, mm. what's coming, and it's artificial intelligence. Yeah. <clears throat> They're going to be able to replicate a voice that you're familiar with, and now the scammers will have you in their grasp talking to who you think oh. is someone when it's not even really someone. All right, Craig, so so let me ask you this. Are we are we approaching, and I, I, I jokingly say this, but I, I've told people this, unless you get, you know, something certified, um, you know, that's the, the first step delivered to you. Uh, it, almost let it go as far as it needs to go before you commit to something like this because you need, uh, what is the best way in this day and age with looming AI to make sure that you are dealing with the, the with people who have legitimate business with you, what is your 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 system of checks on this? So I would I would caution people to to, to make sure you uh, unless you can't face to face communicate with the person, um, have a system of checks and balances, uh, work out a a almost your own way of two factor authentication. Code words, uh, yeah, code words, yep. yeah. Yep. Yep, that, th- those are the kind of things. There's a really neat YouTuber who uh, has a channel called Scammer Payback. If you ever get some time to go down the rabbit hole, he actually does what your last caller does. He, he engages them, and um, he goes a step further, though. He finds out exactly where they're located. He can turn on their uh, their um, cameras on their on their computers and uh, does some really, really oh, wow. cool things. Oh, wow. So, how does he do that? Yeah, they, they can do that, yeah. They, they can't. So, so he does essentially what a lot of these scammers do once they install their malware on and, and take control of your computer. That's exactly what they're doing. Um, they, they get you to click on that link. Once you do click on the link, the malware gets installed on the computer, and then they have control of your, your computer. And it and it maintains that control until you professionally get that computer washed or you throw it away and destroy it and get a new computer. Right. So so let me give you a, a couple of scenarios here, uh, Craig. You get an email from Apple. You get an email from UPS saying your an account has been compromised, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> your, your one eyebrow raises. What is the what is the process you go through to, to make sure that that is legit? So, number one, make sure that you have an account um, with wh- whoever that is. Right. Many times I have people tell me, well, I don't even have a PayPal account. <laughs> well, then why did you, why yeah. did you respond to it? <laughs> um, so so make, sure you, make sure you have that. Right. Then go to the legitimate site. Yep. And, and don't just use a Google or Bing search. Because if you pay attention to Google and Bing, the first couple of um, 
sites that pop up are ads. Right. They're paid for ads. Correct. The scammers are paying to put their ads up there now. That's crazy. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. How can they legitimately do that? <sighs> because it's about the almighty dollar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Money. So, Craig, a lot of listeners are texting and saying that this scammer payback channel on YouTube, like this guy will use the scammers measures against them, that he will use their tools and and essentially fight back. Would are, Should consumers watch this as a, a precaution? I, 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 I highly encourage people to do that. I don't encourage people to engage in what he does. He is I've, I've spoken to him a number of times. I actually wanted to get him. He's in California. I wanted to get him here in Delaware to speak to uh, to. To, our, to my constituents, or the yeah. people that I work for, um, you know, it, it, he does what I, I would hope our government could do at some point, um, and, and on some level they can. It's just there's so many of them out there. Yeah. I mean, think about this: if you send out 500 emails and you get four responses, and then you get a thousand dollars from one of them, that, that's an easy. Yeah, job. That, that is it. that is well worth the effort. Yep, Greg, do you do you think? Um, do you think we are we might regress a bit back to a more analog way of doing these things for uh, for the no. for security's sake? I, I mean, I, I would hate to think that that we would regress um, because as we regress, the bad people progress. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what I want what I want to have have happen is for our our big companies, our Verizon's, our AT and T's to step up their game when it comes to this kind of stuff. There's a lot more that we can do as as a as a, as a society. Uh, they can do as a major company to combat what's going on out there and that's what i want to see i want to see mm. more effort all right so craig you have a you 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 uh you grandma or grandpa uh, you know you you see them or you, you you visit them or whatever the story is you know you deal with them they they pick up the phone and call you when they get an email or a text or something that they're they don't know how to handle well, what do you need to do if you are dealing with people who are not tech savvy in uh in your life how do you need to prepare them what do you need to tell them do you just do you have them siphon everything through you what's the best way to proceed with that so what what i try to get when i get these and i get these every day um i try to get a trusted contact um a, a friend uh, a relative who is a little more tech savvy um that the the, the worst thing that I, I i i see in my daily adventures are elderly people who decide they are lonely and they want to use uh, a piece of equipment that they're not familiar with to communicate with people they've never met before um so i try to find a trusted contact who I know will be looking out for their best interest uh, financially, um, but allowing them to continue to be independent because that's one thing we don't want to do. We don't want to take their life away from them. No, that's that's true. But you, yeah. it, you, on the other side, you don't want to lose four hundred thousand dollars or millions of dollars. So, so for for as someone who's older, listening or or whatever, you get that person you trust and and. When in doubt, take a pause, right? Because I, I see so many people, and like I'll be advising people on how to do something software-wise, and they've already clicked it before I've said to click it. It's like, hold it, wait. And and, and so you need somebody who's going to be there who can give you salient advice on how to handle these things. That, that's the best advice you just gave. Take a pause. They prey on your 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 emotions taking over, and that's what can happen. Take a pause. Walk away, think about it for a minute, collect your thoughts, come back to it. Maybe even talk to somebody about it. Yes. Call up your, your, your relative. Call up your, your tech-savvy uh, grandson and, and say, hey, I just got this. What do you think? Yeah. That, that could save you 
everything. Yeah. Craig, if, if you do get to the point where you have been scammed, you're, you're with the Delaware Department of Justice. Should you reach out to your state Department of Justice? Yeah, uh, so uh, your first contact should be the police okay, okay. Um, in, in any jurisdiction. Um, and, and you guys probably don't remember, but I'm a I'm a I'm an MMR lifer. Yeah, uh, I, I am a Tattoo Tuesday recipient. <laughs> um, I was one of your last in uh, in uh, office tattoos. Tattoos. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, by Jenny Bones. So, OK. Yeah. So, um, you know. Call the police. Okay. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Sometimes the police may give you a little pushback because these are difficult crimes to investigate. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them are overseas, so they'll say they don't have jurisdiction. At least report it. Say, I just want to report it. That's your first step. You just said, next step. I'm sorry, let me next just jump in here quickly. I'm sorry, just to jump in quickly, you said a key, don't be embarrassed. And you talked about people and, and people who feel, you know, that they want the autonomy. Realize that very tech-savvy people, and major companies are being scammed likewise. So it's not like you're an idiot. It's not like these guys aren't practiced and are good at what they do. So don't feel embarrassed. I'm sorry, but go ahead now. No, absolutely. And, and, and after you report it, then start to educate yourself on what's happened. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission has a great website on scamming um, just about everybody out there nowadays in the tech world uh, has um, a, a page that deals with uh, how how to deal with scammers and what to do once you've been scammed. Because this is a lengthy process. This is not just an overlay. As Kathy told you when she called in, they sell their this information on the dark web. Okay, so mm-hmm. now that that she's been scammed, her information's out there. And scammers, what we're seeing them do nowadays is wait six months. They'll get your information. They won't call you right away. They'll wait six months. You'll forget about it. Yeah, and now they're back. Now they're back <sighs> doing it. What, what a bunch right. of scumbags! Uh, Craig, we appreciate the info. Keep fighting the good fight. All right, ma'am. Always. All right, we'll talk to you. Thank Thank you, you. Appreciate it, buddy. Wow. We do have smart listeners. Yes, we do. Yeah. (laughs) We have tattoos of us. (laughs) Um, Wow. Uh All right, I want to go to one last call because uh, we have, uh, people have been on hold for a long time. Uh I apologize, but uh, Dave has been on hold for over 20 minutes, so let me go to him real quick. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, how are you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Get Zooks, man. Um, okay, so this is this is weird, really weird. Um, I uh, got a call in uh, last year, and uh, it was from a, a guy who claimed to be a detective looking for my ex. And my ex is a physician, so uh, I was like, okay, why are you looking for her? She's my ex. And he's like, well, we have uh, some, some information. Uh, he's uh, some sort of a, she's an expert witness in this medical case. Uh, okay, it's, it's weird, but uh, it's an um, it's an um, they blocked their, their number, so I couldn't see it. Um, so I go, okay, and uh, he gives me a number to call. Um, and I, uh, I called the number and you know, called back to see what happens. And it sounded like confidential voicemail of blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay. Um, and then I look up the number and, uh, I look up, I'm sorry, I look up the, uh, the guy's, uh, information. It turns out he actually is a police officer in Bowling Green. Okay. Where she lives. Okay. Um, so I go, okay, okay. And maybe, maybe I should trust this guy. So I called back and just said, I don't know where she is, but, uh, you know, I just don't know. I give her no information. Um, so that kind of went away, although I did call the Bowling Green Police Department, uh, in Ohio and, um, which is weird because it wasn't in Kentucky, yeah. in Ohio. And they said that this, this, uh, officer was there, but does not work there anymore. Oh, mm. so I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I'm like, um, 
don't know what's going on, wait for a few months. A few months later, I get a call from another another um, number. This one's actually in Illinois. I'm a teacher. I get calls from, like, all over the place. And my students like have, like, numbers from New York and New Mexico, wherever they are. Right. So I get calls from all over the place. And um, this is the okay, same kind of thing, looking for my ex. And I'm, like, hesitant. Okay, but this is calling from the Warren County Sheriff's Office in Kentucky. So I'm like, okay, um, and I stopped there. Okay, let me call you back. So I call back the number again, and again, it has a confidential voicemail. And then I call the Warren County Sheriff's Office, and I say, uh, get this call from uh, Lieutenant so-and-so. And I say, well, we have a sergeant here named Matt, but we don't have a lieutenant. I said, okay, well, um, you have someone impersonating an officer. And that's kind of a big deal. And uh, we get some information. And, uh, you know, my ex's uh, sister is actually a, an attorney. So I said, hey, you want to contact her? To, that might be, but, I mean, it kind of freaked me out because someone claimed to be Yeah. Well, Dave, yeah. was it, was it in fact, so these were in fact, um, they were posing as police officers. Police officers. Huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's a whole other level of, yeah. of, uh, of crime. Did anything ever come of this? Um, no, with the, with the second, uh, with the sheriff's partner said he's going to call, call the, uh, the number and leave a message saying, you know what, you haven't done anything illegal yet, but you don't want to go that way. And then he said, we're going to call my ex too. And, uh, my sister-in-law, because she's an attorney in the, in the, in the state. So you know, she's as an, as an officer of the court, you know, it's one of those things that she takes, she has to take seriously. She has to. So, um, hopefully I won't hear from them again. Oh, yeah. Think, yeah. The, yeah, so it's like the police. The follow-up to that is I was in New Mexico uh, after that, and I heard shots fired outside my hotel. So I called the police. I don't want you. Know, that's just, you know, shots fired. Yep. So I called the police. They said, okay, we'll have someone contact you. I get a call back like an hour later, and I think shots fired an hour later, saying, who is this? Now, here I am, like, I don't know who this is. I don't know. Also, not New Mexico. And I'm like, I don't know who this is. And they identify themselves as a police. And I'm like, again, why aren't you identifying yourself? Right. And... But this time it actually was. So. Okay. All right. But it, it gave you pause because you had that experience in the past. And this time you were legitimately talking to the police. All right. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. Appreciate it, yeah. man. There, this seems to be the key thing, President. Pause. Take, yeah. Take, don't, don't hit the button. Don't respond. Think about it. You know, and and then because you can go down that hole quickly, mm-hmm. and then it's something that's an irrevocable mistake. Yeah, if you have just a little hint of suspicion, then you need to not act on what you're being asked to act on right then and there. You know you what you need, do? You need to go and find a, an, an outside source to contact this entity. Grab some food. Uh-huh. Come down to the camp out for hunger. Yeah. yeah. Hang out. We'll help you out with Think that. about it. Yeah. That's how you do it. All right. Uh, anyhow, thank you for the calls. We do appreciate it, but uh, that's some scary stuff. It man. is. Especially the AI, the AI stuff. That's pretty terrifying. All right. You know what's not terrifying? Actually, it's comforting and warm and wonderful. Uh, Cheesesteaks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. uh, and our friends at Geno's have stopped by this morning in Live Casino Hotel in Philadelphia. They are excited to add another hometown legend to 10th Street Market, the cheesesteak of all cheesesteaks, the world-famous Geno's. We have a $50 gift card for sports and social at Live. Nice. And see, you call us. Yeah. And I'm giving you the number on the radio so you know it's not a scam. <laughs> and you can hear us. We'll take caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with that. And some people were actually, a couple texts coming in saying that uh, they would get a call from they didn't recognize, and it was uh, it was us telling them they won $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> with a uh, crumb bum cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that can be a little confusing, too. So you never know. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We'll take that 11th call. We'll set you up some bizarre file stories. I got some goodies today. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Blew out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? 
Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, I want to read this uh, email um, uh, because I think it was around maybe this time yesterday we talked about this or a little earlier. But I got an email from a guy. I won't mention their name. But he said, thank you for the story the other morning about the pretzel position. My very conservative girlfriend was a willing participant this oh. afternoon, and she loved it. Wow. Nice. That's great. And I'm hoping the campout is another huge success. What kind of mustard do they use? I No, it's not that type oh. of pretzel. Uh, so it was a sexual position. And, uh, and tried it out. So there nice. you go. Nice. There you go. If one person was made happy by that conversation, then our job is done here. Changing one life. At a time. One nut at a time. All right, let's do... Busting one nut at a time. The Bizarre File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk want it gone? Then you want J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Veteran and military-owned, family-owned and operated. Visit J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. Uh, so I saw this story all over the place. A robot meant to lift boxes at a uh, paper sorting plant in South Korea mistook a man for a box of vegetables. It was a pepper sorting plant, I'm sorry. Mistook a man for a box of vegetables and crushed him to death. Oh, my God. Yeah, the man, described as a robotics company employee, had been checking the sensors on the robot ahead of a test run at the plant. The test run had reportedly been pushed back two days due to the robot malfunction. As the employee worked late into the night to make sure that the robot would function smoothly, the robotic arm grabbed him and forced him into a uh, onto a conveyor belt, crushing his body. Jesus, wow. what a nightmare! He was rushed to a hospital. But Stupid to, robot uh, succumbed to his injuries. I think about that scene in um, oh, what's the uh, uh, Tom Cruise in the future? The people that can see the crimes of the future. Oh. Um, Minority Report. Minority Report. When they're going through the uh, car manufacturing plant, yeah. and those robots are just it's a friggin' nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. That's what, that. That haunts me. And yeah. six sticks. And six sticks, yeah. man. 
That was from that movie, too, in case you didn't know that. A team of scientists returned to Mexico's parliament yesterday to declare the three-fingered Peruvian mummies unveiled in September as real, but refused to say whether or not they were aliens. They're not real. One, do- I know. One doctor claimed the specimens were a new species that did not have lungs or ribs. Yeah, right. On September 13th, journalist and UFO enthusiast Jamie Malzen had shocked the world by unveiling two small mummified bodies he said were evidence of non-human life uh, forms on Earth. Politicians were told that the corpses were estimated to be a thousand years old. You've got to be kidding. The specimens were reported to have been found alongside at least one other in a Peruvian algae mon- uh, sparking a minor diplomatic tiff in the process, given the country's authorities were not made aware of the discovery. However, scientists across the world, especially in Mexico, were immediately skeptical and quick to dismiss the claim. In response, <laughs> Mr. Mousen returned to Congress on Tuesday in a bid to prove the bodies not on display this time were legitimate, bringing with him a string of doctors who all said the bodies were those of real, once-living organisms. He also showed more images of the bodies, including a new unseen specimen that appeared to have flat, elongated heads and limbs with three fingers so, and toes. And uh, these doctors were credentialed? I don't know what the story uh-huh. is with these doctors, man. I, I, I'm not sure about that. So, yeah, I'm a doctor. Yeah. Anthropologist Roger Zuniga of San Luis Gonzaga National University in Peru said researchers had studied five similar specimens over, specimens over four years. And, mis- and Mr. Zuniga said... They're real. He said there was... Those aliens are real! (laughs) There was absolutely no human intervention in the physical and biological formation of these Uh, beings. However, he added he didn't know the origins of the beings. All right. He also presented a letter signed by 11 researchers from the university declaring the same. The letter made clear, however, that they were not implying the bodies were extraterrestrial. These things are laughable. This is what, like, an elementary school kid would make if he was sculpting an alien. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's not the first time Mr. Mousen has presented specimens he claims are non-human life forms of previous efforts having been discredited and proven to be distinctly human-made hoaxes. So we'll wait and see if there's more on this. All right, one man's long-standing history of making threats toward a nearby wedding venue culminated with him launching a firework at a helicopter Ooh. carrying a newly married couple, Georgia deputies say. The deputy... A deputy was working as security at an October 20th wedding uh, when he heard a mortar firework hurtling towards a departing helicopter carrying the newlyweds. After further investigation, the sheriff's office issued a warrant for David Jeter on a charge of making terroristic threats. The officer was aware that other issues had occurred at Rocky's Lake Estate where the wedding was being held. Yeah. Uh, deputy said uh, that the owner to my wedding estate. I'm uh, so happy to have you here. Uh, the owner, William Morris Rocky, had a particular problem <laughs> wow. with Jeter, who was accused of making threats against employees and wedding guests before. Uh, you're in that helicopter, just... and you're nothing but a chameleon, <laughs> lemon-headed, coward, terrorist, <laughs> and I'm after you, buddy. Will you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Deputies, uh, let me see here. Please calm down. Jeter lives just 470 feet away from Rocky's Lake Estate in Woodstock and has repeatedly harassed passers-by. To access parts of the venue, deputies said guests would need to take a golf cart that would drive past Jeter's house Mm. where he would make sideways motions with his neck, with his hands. As if slitting their throats. I guess so. And saying, don't do it to guests. A disorderly conduct report was filed against him in 2022. Now, on on the night of the incident, the bride and groom celebrating the end of their wedding at Rockies boarded a helicopter about 9.45 p.m. Around that time, the officer was told by an employee that Jeter was outside of his home yelling in anger. 
Uh, you're in that helicopter. <laughs> he was out there yelling. That helicopter. Yep. Uh, the helicopter. That ain't you. You're in that helicopter. That ain't you. You're in that helicopter. That ain't you. You're in that helicopter. That ain't you. Warren, kiss you. Oh my God. Uh, the helicopter. I'm gonna kiss you. You wanna kiss me? Okay. The helicopter lifted off about 15 minutes later, and while flying off, many people in the venue heard a firework shoot off and explode, and it came in close proximity to the helicopter as it was still low. The officer wow. said. Wow. The owner said. Inspector Jeter may have launched the rocket. He had mentioned in previous encounters that he was protesting the wedding venue uh, to check if he had discharged an explosive. Uh, Morris contacted his daughter, who had a camera nearby. She lives nearby, and they found out that it came from his home. So the guy did it. As a result of the incident, the officer said they had a probable cause to charge him with terrorist attacks. He was booked into jail. Yeah. I heard that the helicopter blares a song every single time that they uh, take off, and it goes something like this. You raise me. <laughs> So, uh, dude, go. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. One last story. <laughs> a group of swimmers who were swimming from San Francisco to Alcatraz on Saturday had a close call with a massive cargo ship that unexpectedly cut off their path. Wow. Francisco, that's fun to say. Uh, the Coast Guard is currently investigating the incident. Video of the incident shows the massive cargo vessel cruising directly through the area where the swimmers were. You think you'd want to plan that out? Well, an unidentified voice can be heard saying in the video, we, uh, we got to have the Coast Guard or somebody check back there by, by the boat because there may have been swimmers that may have been swept into it. No one was injured. The Coast Guard vessels were deployed uh, to the incident at the time that it occurred. Or no Coast Guard they vessels. They charge a witness on the scene, Preston. You were in that helicopter. You were looking at the footage. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. terrifying. So the course that the swimmers were on had been cleared by the Coast Guard. According yeah. to Odyssey Open Water Swimming, the group that organized the swim, it had been granted a permit approximately a year in advance. All the swimmers in the water at the time of the incident finished the swim. Once they reached the shore, uh, they were checked out by staff. But everything was on the up and up, and I don't. We don't know how the ship ended up in that area. But Years that would have been terrifying. We were on our. Uh, we had a 17 foot runabout. We were on the Long Island Sound, and it was in the evening. And we are moving along Preston, and we see as we're moving along a cable suddenly come out of like a light fog. Whoa! Oh, and the cable's God. like dead ahead of us, and so we were moving towards a tugboat uh-huh. pulling a cargo. Yeah, um, goodness. They, and we were in pulling a barge. Danger, yeah. a barge yeah. in, in colliding with that. But you wouldn't, there's nothing that would tell you it was there. No, wow. That that can be scary. And that's when those things happen, man, those accidents. All right, uh, let's give away another $50 gift card for uh, Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. And, and Gino's joins other Philly favorites in the casino. We'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. Termini Brothers, uh, Lorenzo and Sons, uh, Sankey Noodle Bar and nice. Kitchen. Uh, it's turning 10th Street Market into the ultimate destination for a taste of classic Philly flavor right in the heart of the stadium district. Gino's so, at the casino. How about that? What? So we'll take the 20th caller. We'll set you up with that 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us.
Ever thought about riding free carnival rides before 8 a.m.? Break your normal morning routine. Bring a donation to Camp Out for Hunger. Watch your favorite morning show live. Grab a free coffee and donut from the Dunkin' Cruiser and enjoy all of the Camp Out craziness. Visit WMMR.com slash Camp Out for details. I've got my finger on the pulse oh. of the city. Oh. And it's time to walk the beat, friends, because I've got stories to share with you. Scribbly wow wow. He pounds the beat with those oh so sensual feet. He's <laughs> Preston Elliott. All right, we're going to start with um, a little in the burbs, but uh, the burbs? this <laughs> is quite uh, interesting. Uh, as many. U.S. shopping malls uh, continue to struggle. Business appears to be booming in King of Prussia. King of Prussia, for the longest time, has been, I think, one of the the top three most lucrative malls in the country. Well, and it's because not only is it a large mall and it has lots to shop, and it always has. Shake Shack. (laughs) Well, now they have two Shake Shacks. No, (laughs) uh, it's because, well, part of it is because of that um, higher end uh, hallway that they they put in because those stores you can't shop everywhere you can shop right. online for the, yeah. for that stuff um but that's the only place one of the only places in the area to go to walk into the store and a lot for a lot of them by the way i got this story from the the philly voice um and yeah kathy they're going to be <clears throat> excuse me they're planning next year to open 20 new stores. Yeah, and a lot, and some of those new stores are same along they that luxury are. brand. I've got, I've got a list of them. Oh, and, do you? And, and I, or, yeah, not all of them, but some of the, the luxury brands. I'm always blown away when I go through there and, and walk through that particular area where the really, you know, the Versace's and, and uh, the David Yerman and uh, Louis all, Vuitton. The, all, high, yeah, all that stuff is there. I mean, they're busy. Uh, not all those stores are, have a lot of people in them, but I see people walk... There's some filthy rich people walking Tons around. Tons of money. money. Mansion people. For real. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I kind of, I people watch while I'm there too to try and pick out the ones. And you can see, you know, the, the clothes they're wearing and what they're doing. And I'm always like, man. There's a lot of rich people around here. You know what it is, though? Yeah. You know? That's where brown becomes marron glacé. Marron glacé. I will say this, lady. is that, um, but that makes it a destination. You're right, Kathy. That is because that is, uh, you don't see that collection of stores, um, yeah. you know. Not in a mall. Not in a mall, not ever. Well, and not, so that's I mean, how malls survive. you got to have a, a hook. But not but not anywhere. Like, King of Prussia, for some of those stores, it's the only location in this area in yeah. in the Philadelphia in the Delaware Valley. So if in you if you want to see it, you know, in if you want to see it in person, that's where you have to go. I remember the last time we had uh, John O'Hurley by here. He was in for the uh, the dog show, and uh, his his wife came with him. And uh, there was he was talking about King of Prussia because she likes to go there. Yeah, yeah. He, he was talking about Neiman Marcus, and he referred to it as the mothership <laughs> for his wife. <laughs> so here are a few of the stores that they're going to add. Uh, next year, um, Dior. Dior. Yep. Okay. The luxury, the French luxury fashion retailer. This is our realm now, Preston. This is, <laughs> we live and breathe Dior. Uh, they'll bring its high end inventory of men's and women's clothing and all accessories, fragrances, beauty projects to, products to the mall. Uh, the retailer opened its first store in Paris in 1946 and now has more than 200 locations worldwide. And one of them will be at the wow. Mall. Do they have a Fruit of the Loom store over there? I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll look into it. Uh, Oak and Fort 
Oak and Fort I is like a forts. Canadian retailer and uh, known for its accessible luxury fashion and minimalist aesthetic. Yeah, so places like Oak and Fort, they're um, like they're bringing these new higher end brands in. So like you probably have never heard of that before, right? But right? it's Canadian, yeah. yep. and, and mm-hmm. they're going to bring it in. And don't worry, guys, it's stuff you can afford. Oh it yeah, is. right. No, no. no. <laughs> Uh, it has been aggressively expanding its U.S. footprint over the last few years. Earlier this year, it opened a new location in uh, the Cherry Hill Mall, by the way. So you said it's Oak and Fort? Yep. Okay. Yep, Oak and Fort. Uh, then there's a place called Mango. Mango! Mango is a... <laughs> I'm very excited. Mango is a Spanish fast fashion retailer mm-hmm. with more than 2,400 stores worldwide. Kathy, what's fast fashion? Fast fashion is like H&M, Forever 21, uh, Target's fast fashion. You know, like they, uh, they get the trend, they make it right away, and they put it in the with store. With the feel and energy of, say, a Barcelona? Uh, yes, okay. yes. Wait, um, I'm sorry. Oak and, Oak and Fort, I was wrong about it. It's not super high-end. Preston, you probably, it, it would be, you would think it would be too expensive, but it's not the ridiculous, like, $5,000 jackets. Okay, it's the $2,000. No, no, no. It's like, like a couple hundred bucks. I, I was okay. thinking yeah. of a different store. Yeah. Uh, so, Mango is the Spanish, uh, fast food. Welcome to Mango. May Just a little you. bit of a reminder. <laughs> a word to the wise, if oh, you yes. will. Do not worry about the worries from yesterday. Leave it in the past. Move forward with confidence. Now, this is really funny if you see the video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just sounds like a guy with an accent sounds speaking. Like fans, yeah, but. Because there are so many new things to be experienced today. New joy to be had. So move forward, be strong, and have a good rest of your day. You need to see it. But Casey was insisting that we play that. Uh, it's very, very funny. But anyhow, uh, yes, yeah, so there are, uh, it says it's not as well, uh, Mango is not as well known as some American fast fashion brands like Zahara, Zara and H&M. Uh, the company is hoping to change that by growing its U.S. footprint to a total of 40 stores by 2024. What, what? Store in that in that line there is is the the the, the most expensive, Kathy. I mean, are we talking? I mean, which one is known for the most expensive? Well, out of uh, what he listed inventor- so far, no, 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 no means in that area. So yeah. there's there's Louis Vuitton, there's, there's Cartier, there's um, there's all of them. There's okay. Versace, there's yeah, Tiffany. Okay, yeah, yeah they're all in the same ballpark, right. you know. And it because they each have something. You know, they have their own brand. They're they're pretty like if you were to shop the rest of them all, you could walk in Nordstrom, you could walk in um Zara or wherever and you'll find similar items. You go similar. into the store, you're getting their you know, you're getting the the Louis Vuitton, you know, bag, you're getting the what you know, whatever, Chanel bracelet, whatever it is. So a lot of times I'll see coupons for these places in town talk. And uh but, oh, no, okay. that's weird. <laughs> uh another place opening is uh Intimissimi. Ooh. An Italian lingerie oh, yeah. retailer. We had a calendar girl who modeled for them, uh, and she came to um, MMRBQ this year. Uh, Julie really? Nicole, remember Julie? Yeah, oh, she's yeah. She, uh, she used to work at that one. I think, Preston, there's one in um, uh, Cherry Hill Mall, and I believe she worked there. Anyway, uh, that it's been around for a little while. Uh, okay, yeah. That, that, then Cherry Hill's got some high-end stuff. Yeah. They have Oak and Fort there, too. Uh, so, yeah, they will join the uh, influx of international clothing brands that are invading King of Prussia Mall next year uh, with its inventory of bras, briefs, lingerie, pajamas. Pajamas. And pajamas. other intimate apparel. I think that, that's already there at the King of Prussia Mall. Is it? Yeah. Not according to this. Yeah, I think it, I think either it's moving or maybe it's new, but it's, okay. it's already open. 
Uh, okay. Uh, other news stores coming to the King of Prussia Mall next year include women's casual wear retailer uh, Evereve, uh, a menswear store called Collars and Company, and Skidmark. Nope, and Grand Jewelers, a jewelry retailer with a store inside of the Willow Grove Mall, although not the same one that found itself at the center of an international scandal involving former Brazilian pre- <laughs> President uh, Jair Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro? Thank you. Uh, um, earlier this year. So, wow, I didn't even know about the scandal nor the Neither store. Did I. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we do. Two new restaurants will be Ooh. opening up at King of Prussia Mall. You have a Lazy Dog restaurant, which Ooh. offers American comfort food and cake. Pot, which offers Korean barbecue and hot pot. Oh. Yeah. I hear Korean food is uh, quite wonderful. I like very it. Much. Oh, it's very, he- a, very healthy for you. Isn't we're going to have some sort of a Korean uh, yes. mixture at uh, the food trucks and fireworks? Yeah, it's called, uh, hang on, that's the list right oh, there. Okay. <laughs> uh, hang on, because we mentioned. Second uh, one down. I throw, yeah. No, Korea Tech Korea. Yeah. Which yeah. is a Korean and Mexican uh, mm. blend. Uh, so, King of Prussia Mall boasted, listen to this. They boasted record sales over the last few years. That's amazing. That's very. That's an anomaly yes. is what that is. The mall, which has more than 450 retailers in its 2.9 million square foot space, added more than 40 new stores over the last two years. That's crazy. Why this one place? Well... Does so well. It's, I think you said it. I think because there's a lot of filthy rich tons of money that shop money. there. Yeah, it's a lot of money in our you know, area. Th- I know that that kiosk that sells barbecue uh, equipment that has uh, teams on it. Yes. I know that does well. <laughs> and by the way, the uh, that whole uh, that whole King of Prussia area yeah. has just been expanding so yeah. much over the past five years. Uh, it's a, it's really a cool spot. You know, I mean, like if I were younger, if I were in my twenties and looking for a, a place to put down roots or to start living like that area over there that's across from the mall where you know Fogo to Show and all that is yeah, yeah. I would center. live there and I would never leave what's it called Town Center I would never leave it's pretty amazing everything you need it's really nice right there. around there it used yeah. to be a golf course that whole area I remember right it was yeah. at Valley Forge yeah I think yeah. it was like George Washington Golf Course or something like that I think it was called no, Valley, it was Valley Forge, Forge. Yeah, I think it was called Valley Forge yeah. Golf yeah. Course <laughs> yeah, something I play, like that I, I played there a yeah George times. Washington was a member it was mm. public and you could you could shank balls right into a traffic on 202 or uh-huh. 422. It's made it fun. Yeah. Well, but adding that has, like, people say that the traffic in King of Prussia, yes. now that, you know, all of those um, luxury apartments have gone up, is just, like, it's out of hand. Well, when you're sitting in traffic and feeling stressed, just remember. Just a little bit of a reminder. <laughs> a word to the wise, if you will. Do not worry about the worries from yesterday. <laughs> Leave it in the past. Move forward with confidence because there are so many new things to be experienced today. All right. We're going to have to share that so people understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to see it. The so guy funny. keeps sticking his tongue out while he's <laughs> saying it. It's very, very funny. All right, uh, back to the beat. Let's oh, yeah. beat the meat. <laughs> I'm the meat behind the beat. Yes. Uh, either or, your choice. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> so Mitchell and Ness is set to release a replica of the Kelly Green Eagles jacket that Princess Diana made famous in the 1990s. That's pretty I think they wild. they did already, right? Uh, they are set to release it, uh, according to this story that I read this morning. Marissa brought me up to the... Uh, here, I'll just turn your mic <laughs> on. Go ahead. It's today at 10 a.m. Can I leave and go get in line, guys? Today at 10 a.m. Uh, is this the one that uh, Jason Kelsey's wife was wearing? Yes, yep. it is. Okay, so they they released a photo a couple of days ago, right. and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 nice. I was looking at it actually. I'm like, that's. 
that's way Eagles. Like, I don't know that. I don't think I would purchase that. You wouldn't that. wear that? No, like, I've, I, you know, I have a sweatshirt, t-shirt, sure, whatever, yeah, but that's sure. like, you're, you're hardcore if you get that. Oh my God, Kathy, my text threads have been going crazy. My friend down in Florida is like, who's going to line up and get it? <laughs> We're talking about what time do you think the line started at Mitchell and Ness this morning? It's it, at wow. Mitchell and Ness and the Pro Shop. Yeah, it's not like an everyday <clears throat> jacket. No. 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 I like it. I'm going to wear it to the game type of jacket. It's a game day jacket. Yeah. Uh, it's $400 online. Oh, that's it? You can get it at the flagship store in Center City. It's also going to be stocked by various retailers, uh, including Fanatics. Is that a lot? I don't know. I don't buy um, sports for a jacket. merch. I bet it's so. Mitchell and Ness. I'm not necessarily surprised at the, uh, at the price tag. But, right. I mean, it's always quality stuff. I do love their stuff, man. Yeah. Yep. I have a few Mitchell and Ness uh, items, jackets, shirts, sweatshirts and stuff. And, and I'm telling you, like, when you get that stuff, the quality of the material is, like, top notch. Oh, it's still, it, those. St- remember when they sent us that huge box of, yeah. like, every sport, every mm-hmm. sports team was in there? I still have that. Kathy, someone stole one of my favorite hoodies ever from them. So no, yeah. it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. But I miss it every day. I have a vintage uh, Phillies Mitchell and S jacket. And when we went to spring training and it was uh, 30 degrees in clear water, yeah. I wore that and kept me nice and warm. Nice. Uh, Princess Diana famously wore the jacket while dropping off her sons at uh, school in London in 1991. And uh, she was also photographed wearing the jacket when she took the boys to a theme park in England three years later. People ran, People Magazine ran one of the photographs on its June 13th, 1994 magazine cover. Uh, last month, NFL Countdown explained the story behind the jacket. So Eagles statistician uh, Jack Edelstein uh, made Diana, uh, met Diana while at uh, Grace Kelly's funeral in Monaco. And uh-huh. of course she's from Philadelphia. Yeah. Was from Philadelphia. Diana did not have any interest in football, but she liked the jacket and the green and silver colors. And that prompted Edelstein to, um, with approval from uh, the Eagles owner at the time, to send a custom jacket to her. Wow. That's awesome. So she liked the design. She liked the way it looked. And she requested, or she didn't request it, but she showed an affinity for it. And he got her um, um, a copy of it. So I wonder if there's any plans to release a replica of the Flyers jersey that Queen Elizabeth wore during her coronation. Oh, uh, well, you would think so. Yeah, because it's so famous. Yeah. Maybe they'll wait for uh, an anniversary or something. I wear this jersey. Rob McElhinney bid over $10,000 for this jacket for uh, Eagles Autism. Oh, Oh, wow. Yeah, which is cool. That's amazing. All right, uh, let's go somewhere else. this. By the end of this year, SEPTA will stop accepting transit fare tokens as payment for riding on the city's buses, trolleys, and subways. Uh, They'll stop on January 1st, by the way. The multi-year phase-out of SEPTA tokens will finally come to its conclusion nearly six years after the transit authorities stopped selling them to riders. So I got a call yesterday, Preston. I understand they're only going to accept crypto and Apple iTunes. Oh. Yeah. I wouldn't fall for it, Steve. Uh, Since then, SEPTA has developed new payment methods um, and uh, SEPTA Key, the authority's contactless chip-based fare payment card was, annou- card was announced in 2012, fully rolled out in 2019. More recently, they enacted a more efficient contactless payment system that lets riders pay for tips and by tapping a credit card or mobile payment-enabled smartphone upon boarding, effectively bypassing uh, the SEPTA Key card and the lines that sometimes form at the fare kiosks. Although SEPTA announced that it would stop selling transit tokens in 2018, 
Uh, the authority has continued to accept them as fair payment, uh, but after December 31st, Done. they are going to be Done. worthless. I mean, for fares anyway. They might have a collector's um, value to them. Will yeah. you pay with your, uh, will you do the like the tab on the credit card? Will you pay with your phone? What are you more inclined to pay when you have the option? Credit card. Credit card, right? Yeah. Uh, tap, tap I'll it. use the phone sometimes, but for the most part, I just, yeah, it's so easy to just... Tap the, Do you know, the card. Yeah. I was stunned to find out how few people will accept uh, a CB radio. Really? The, you, no. the, uh, it's tapping away. Nothing. Yeah. I was wondering if you think we'll ever get to a point, and I and I feel like we will, where uh, it, you'll your credits. For, no, you'll pay for things with uh, you know retinal scans or fingerprint scans yeah. or yeah. face. They're already they're already sort, they're yeah. already sort of uh, flirting with that case. Uh, 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 um, sort of like a, a biometric yeah credit card that that. On your in your person, basically, aren't there things in the in Revelations or something like that about us having you know numbers on us or something like that that is demonic or it's scary? You know I mean? It's there, yeah, yeah, uh, and and that is you know some people look at uh, at that type of technology, implanted technology, oh. or things like that as a sign of. Your visa bill. The end times <laughs> yeah. and all that. So, uh, but I wouldn't doubt it, Casey. Yeah. Retinal scans and, and I mean, already now, um, on my current, uh, computer, my laptop, my Apple, I use a fingerprint to unlock it. Don't you yeah. love it? Yeah, Don't you freaking love it? Absolutely. And by the way, when you purchase things and you purchase through your, your, your computer, same thing. It's yeah. awesome. And in fact, um, Kathy, Global Entry, which I have now, um, it uses facial recognition. Yeah. You don't you don't bring a card. You don't give a number. Nothing. That you blew my walk, wife away. Yeah. You just walk through and they it recognizes you. So there's that yeah. case as how, well. How quickly you process through, right? Yeah. Is yeah. It, does it happen to say, wow, you're a good looking you can go through. Yeah, you can. It's, it's like <laughs> Studio 54. Yeah. It's Studio 54. Some, some people, they just won't laugh. Take uh. that mess home. Uh. Uh, so, Philadelphia's have used transit fare tokens since the mid-1800s. Wow. When the city's first streetcar lines and trolleys, which were drawn by horses at the time, began using them. So, that is a... The, the tokens on the horse's ass? This is a, um, this is a long-time tradition that is coming to an absolute end. So, do you think there'd be any married to um, saving a few for yeah. collections? Yeah, because they're, right. I mean, they're, they're, you're not going to be able to use them for anything else. Right. May as well hang on to them. Alright, um, one more. Oh, one more! Is I that okay? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, we got yeah. Joe DeRosa coming up. I got another story here. Uh, so, a new proposal, Steve, and this is, you're going to love this. Maybe you're going to like it because it's not going to be here, but at least it'll save it. New proposal could send the rusting remains of the SS United States Return to New York after spending nearly 30 years on the Delaware River in South Philadelphia. Uh, the According to the United States uh, Conservancy, they released development plans in conjunction with uh, two New York firms, which would see the ocean liner repurposed into a thousand-room hotel with space for music and event venues, public green space, and a museum. What the hell have I been saying? Yeah, but they don't want to do it here. Son of a bitch. Organizers said the effort would be part of a decades-long effort to protect and revitalize the Hudson River waterfront, which we've said forever. Mm -hmm. They need to fix the waterfront in Philadelphia. It's got so much potential. Absolutely. So we, that, my whole idea, well, other people have had the idea as well, is to turn that into sort of our Queen Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Hotel setup, an attraction, everything. Yep. I want to get on that damn ship. According to a statement from the Conservancy, the release of the plan comes at a time when the vessel is under pressure to move and is facing eviction. 
They're charging, like, the per-day charge to keep it moored where it is is ridiculous. Yeah, they said we're quickly running out of time. We know this can be a viable, transformative project. Let's rally together to secure a home for America's flagship. It's a historical ship. It's haunted, supposedly. Uh, I, I love it. So the plan would call for the development of piers to create... Uh, would entail the redesign and reconstruction of uh, adjacent piers, which would create acres of new public mm. green space aboard the vessel and adjoining areas. Uh, Steve, I don't disagree with anything you've said, um, but I would rather it go to New York and become a hotel than continue yeah. to sit where it is now. Oh, no, I agree. Waste, you know? With nothing happening, yeah, yeah make, make return it to some sort of glory. How did they get uh, up there, though? They're going to mail it. No, they'll tell it. I know, but like you, you can't go all the way up to Delaware, can you? Like, uh, well, if you, you go up to you, Delaware, you're not going to get to New York. You're not going to get to no, New York. You got to go, go all the way up and around. You got to go sure. down to right. May. Yeah. Um, but I've said this before, but Philadelphia has more uh, waterfront property than does New York, and we just don't take advantage of it. It's yeah. mind-boggling. It's been, a, it's been um, the, the bane of our proverbial existence here. But I would say this: um, Listen, we could not, we couldn't get a fire truck, but what if we pitched in and <laughs> oh, bought an ocean liner? And bought an yeah. ocean liner? Yeah. We could take that to appearances and Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, yeah. Come down and see the uh, see the President Steve ship tonight. <laughs> the USS PNS. Yeah, USS PNS. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It'll be uh, it'll be a uh, big McDade Bowl. <laughs> Dude, we can't even get Minerva anywhere, yeah. guys. We are. It is way too expensive for these appearances <laughs> to move an entire ship. Mm. In the long run, it'll be worth it. Yeah, you watch. Right. Uh, by the way, I don't know what the timeline is for this to happen. I have no Next idea. Next Tuesday. It says organizers are now working to secure state and local interest and uh, advance the plan in New York City. Well, City Beater, if I may jump in here. Please. If before this happens, if anyone in any position of power or any uh, way, I would, if there's any way to take a peek in this ship and, and walk around, because it is, it was, it one time was the fastest passenger liner on earth. Have you reached out to the Conservancy? I have not. So, I, that's so obvious and I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, they've reached out to us. Have they? Yeah, yeah. They've extended to you directly an invite. Um, oh. But we just... The one it. thing is you have to get it to McDade Bowl. No, okay. no. You, you got to open that email, I guess. All right. Well, anyhow, that's it. That's what's going on that's in it. the city. Once again for you this morning, friends, the City Beat. And we'll do it again another time. Um, I want to take a break, but I'd also like to give some away. We've had, we've been eating uh, Gino's cheese sticks this morning mm. here in the studio. And uh, that's because our friends at Live... Casino Hotel Philadelphia brought them in, and uh, I have a $50 gift card for live, and we'll take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, we'll set you up with that, and uh, from Gino's world-famous menu, guests enjoy five types of sizzling steak sandwiches, plus another Philly staple, the Italian hoagie, and of course, a side of cheese fries to complete the meal. 215-263-WMMR, that's the number. Uh, as we are taking a break, a reminder that Nick McElwain has an appearance tonight. Yeah. It is the Thursday night kickoff event, and he'll be at Liberty Union Chester Springs. Is he bringing the ship? In Chester <laughs> Springs from 7 to 9, Free MMR, Bud Light Kelly Green T-shirts, three fifty bottle uh, Bud Light bottles, three dollar Ultra bottles, five dollar Big Wave drafts, and you can get registered to win a chance of Eagles uh, a pair of Eagles tickets for the December third game against San Francisco, courtesy of Bud Light. So stop by and see him tonight, Liberty Union, Chester Springs, in Chester Springs from seven to nine. We'll be back. Joe DeRosa joining us when we return. 
The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swooping and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest we love having on. I've been talking to for ages. He's a college Phil guy. Sure is. In the area and, and, and is, is setting up some new roots in this area, from what I understand, which is pretty cool. But he's going to be playing a show Saturday at the TLA. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe DeRosa hey! is back. Hey, guys. Hey, Joe. How you doing? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? Well, I'm, I'm so glad you met the. I mean, we we brought it up to here. The level it was like. <laughs> well, yeah! he's he's clearly moving. We hey see, guys. We see we see boxes behind you, Joe. Are you are you are you tapped out? <laughs> I'm keeping this place in New York that I have. But yeah, I bought a place in an undisclosed location in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, so you know, I thought it was time to try to buy a piece of property and not buy one in a city where it was $1,100 a month for the privilege of owning yeah. uh, with the HOA fee. I love so. that. I Because to me, that's always criminal, what they get. I mean, there was, there was yeah. made the news. There was something that literally had no bathroom. And it was uh. something like $2,000 a month. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, let me crazy. ask, what, what does an HOA get you in, a, in a, an apartment in New York City? What, I mean, what, what are you even paying for? Mm. Uh, the smell of urine. <laughs> Uh, nice. Ooh. Roaches. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. All I know is is that uh, my friend is in real estate, and he was the first person I talked to when I started the process. And he he's in New York real estate, and he told me a story of. Uh, they went to the tenants in his building and said, "We need to do renovations on the building. The renovations are going to cost three million dollars. You're eight. HOA is going to go from $900 a month to 3000 Oh, that's uh, just absurd. It's, and they wonder why yeah. people are fleeing. 
it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. It's really crazy. It's a, I love the city, but it's a tough city to operate in. So I was, I was actually going to get a place in Philly proper, but I felt like that was a little bit of a, of a lateral jump. So yeah. I, I went into a little more of a rural area. Well, no, we know where you're. We we know where that is. Uh, that's a cool area. We're not going to reveal if you don't want to reveal where that is. But you can rent kayaks there. I do oh, know that. That's cool. Yes, that's you can rent cool. kayaks. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. This yeah. is your big kayak guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the things I plan on starting. But yeah. I'll never do. Yeah. Kayaking. Look at that. There's yeah kayaks. Oh look, there's a bike thing. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I'll never do it. <laughs> no, no, but it makes total sense. And listen, you know. Um, um, it, it, you're gonna, you, you know, you'll become a kayak guy. You'll have the opportunity to do that now. I mean, in the city, there's not a lot of kayak opportunity. Mm. No, no, there's not a lot of kayak. It was either, yeah, it was either move to the country, <laughs> not country, but move to a yeah. kayak area, and that's the activity. <laughs> was- or move to Philly, and the activity is d- darting through Kensington. All right. <laughs> was that the eating to the real estate, uh, friend? I j- just one word, kayak. That's all I want. Uh, I, I said one word, Kensington <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> it, get all, the, all the charm of. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think I think it's a good thing for you because honestly, you're doing a ton of podcasts and you can do that from anywhere. I mean, you yeah. seriously, let's talk about that. Obviously, you have um, strong ties here. Um, it, yes. It's a hop, skip, and a proverbial jump back up to the city. Your 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 sandwich shop still doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still here in the city, and New York City. Uh, you know, and the podcasts are going strong. One of my podcasts I can do. It's called "We'll See You in Hell." I can do that one over Zoom. Taste Bud's the one I do with Sal from Jokers. That one we have to do in person. But even mm-hmm. still, it's not that hard to drive up to the city, and, and I, that's why I'm keeping this place for now, so I can kind of straddle the fence. But we'll see what's we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, it's a different world, man. You know, it, it's it's funny. You know this Austin boom is happening now with with Rogan and right and all the comics that moved down there and the comedy mothership that that he opened and everything and everybody is moving to Austin. I remember, I'm not kidding, about seven years ago, I would talk to my agents at the time about moving to Austin. They would make fun of me. <laughs> they were like, yeah. they're like, oh yeah. You, and my, my agent at the time would send me real estate listings from Lubbock, Texas and be like, hey, I saw something you might like. You should maybe check this out. And it was like, what are you, crazy? You can't go down there. And it's like the internet has changed everything so much in the last five years like it doesn't matter it really it doesn't i mean the demands are yeah as you said there's a couple things that maybe geographically you're, you're going to have to you travel a bit for but you can do you can do all of what you do and i was i was looking at a list of your uh, podcast joe you're you're basically it, the podcasts are basically in segments our show because you do a food thing, kind of like right. the, the, the connoisseur segment. Um, you know, you have you're, you're all about science fiction and fantasy. You, you the uh, I'll see you in hell, or we'll see you in hell, and horror stuff like that. Um, all of your interests, video gaming and all that stuff. It's that's our realm. So uh, I do. I yeah, traffic traffic podcast. <laughs> a traffic podcast right. contest uh no but i mean it, 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 it's a it's a uh yeah it, it's your your lifestyle is sort of i think and and obviously com- comedically the demands I, I i this is i think this is a good move for you i think this is going to give you a a little bit of a a little bit of a of a zen existence that you're not getting in the city well i live alone and new york 
living alone after a while gets a little dangerous <laughs> mentally. A little, a little Travis Bickley? Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend said to me today one time, he goes, he goes, I just had one of those disturbing viewings of Taxi Driver where the whole time I was going, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, kind of, it gets to you after a while and you start to, everybody's screaming all the time and there's horns and there's sirens. And, you know, when you're married or at least if you have roommates, you can come back to the apartment after the crazy experience out in the streets of New York and go, Jesus, the city is ridiculous, you know, and then there's another person to talk to you about it. And right. You can kind of balance each other out. I come home and there's nobody here. Mm. And then I start screaming at my computer and my iPhone doesn't work properly and the TV. And then it starts to become nothing. Nothing in this city works properly at all. And then I'm screaming at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. At God, you know, why do you do this to me? It becomes a real sick. <laughs> that is uh -huh. that is depressing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I ask about your sandwich shop? Is it the is it on 16th Street? Uh, no, it's on Rivington Street. One one seven four Rivington. Okay, Street I want to look on the this lower up. east side. All right, so it's called Joey Joe, Roses, right? Joey Roses. Yeah, it's a. We call it a social club, but yeah, it's a bar and then sandwich shop. Uh, when you say social club, what does that mean? <laughs> Well, we wanted to make it, when we decided we were going to have liquor in addition to the sandwiches, we thought, you know, the idea, we, we obviously weren't going to have like a foo-foo kind of joint, and we thought that the coolest thing we could do or, or, or best thing we could do would be to throw back to the old school vibes of the social clubs in New York City on the Lower East Side. So we started, you know, trying to model it after like where they hang out in a Bronx tale. Uh, yeah, like the fun ones that John Gotti ran. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The fun yeah, ones where well, you have yeah. to go outside and talk so the FBI can't hear you. Right. <laughs> I wanted there to be some fear in everybody. Right. Yeah. They ate I, the I love that. I love the Bronx tale concept. Bronx Tale, um, you know, and, and other cities too, like Thief with James Kahn, you know, and, J and Thief, he owns Green Mill, right. which is a real bar. Yeah. But, you know, spots like that where we were like, it's a place where it feels like a home away from home, like the place you always stop as you're on your way home to get your beer or whatever it is after work. And it's just... Uh, so we thought social club was a, was a, was a better descriptor of it than like dive bar. Mm. So, um, <laughs> that's kind of what it is. I, you know, I, I love, go ahead. I, have people respond? Cause I love that concept Have people responded well to that social club element. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Like the first few weeks we were open and people from the neighborhood started coming in, the coolest compliments we were getting, there were there were a couple old men that came in, like guys, like no joke, like in there, like we had one guy who was in like his early 80s and he was like, he was like, don't tell my wife I'm in here. <laughs> yell at me. And I was like, okay. And and they, they said to us, they were like the, these different guys independently of one another and, and an older woman too, they all said like, we haven't seen a place like this in the neighborhood in, in a long time. Wow. And it was really touching to, to, to make something that we thought was really grassroots and really affordable and really for the, for the regular person and put it in New York and then have New York at every turn show us, uh, that they don't want you here. <laughs> <laughs> would you, and would, that you better start selling craft cocktails. <laughs> start selling craft cocktails. Any plans to do something similar in, uh, in your new digs or near your new digs? 
Uh, at the moment, no. We we're, we're, we we are talking about potentially uh, expanding. Um, I, I've thought about it, but I don't know if I have the ability to do it between between stand up and this place and podcasting and writing and and it's just it's a lot after a while. And every one of those jobs, you're the kind of the head of the snake. Yeah, there is no. There's no like board of people above you to right. defer the issues to, and that starts to get stressful after a while, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I decided to to buy a house amidst all of it. So the anxiety right now is like <laughs> it's 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 manageable, but it's enough. I think if I started a place down in Philly or something, it would it would be too time consuming. But but who knows? Who I don't knows? know. It's all based on the Philly thing. Like yeah. there was no. I, you know, it all started with me saying to my partner, Paul Italia, like, look, man, you can't get those Philly style sandwiches in New York. Like, I don't know why you just can't mm. like, but let's we should have a place that has like hoagies, for lack of a better way of putting yeah. it. And, yeah. you know, that brings and, that Philly flavor and hoagies that has American cheese that's not yellow. <laughs> That's it's crazy, <laughs> dude. People have argued with me about that. People have said, like, why don't why isn't your American cheese yellow? That's the good kind. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Get out of here. Right. Philistine. Great Philistine. <laughs> uh, Joe, I wanted to ask you, your show is uh, Saturday at the TLA. I can't remember the last time that we promoted a comedy show at the TLA. It's, it's one of my lot. favorite venues. I haven't been there in a little while, but I've seen so many great shows there. Uh, why'd you choose that venue? Why are you headed there? This was, I'm not being schmaltzy or maudlin or anything. I I really mean this. This is, this show is so important to me. This is a dream come true. This is what I dreamed of the whole time I've been doing this. And I'm about to enter year 24. But when I started in comedy, I always said, man, all I want to do is get to that point where I can play the venues I saw my favorite bands at. Play those venues. And those venues were not big stadiums. Or even large theaters, they were these. They were these music venues, obviously, like the TLA. I saw many, many a band that I love very much to the TLA, from Faith No More, Shutter to Think. Um, uh, so this was a huge thing. Like it, it finally, we got to the point where we could do it. It's cool. Was, we had a uh, we had a chance. It was a really cool thing that happened there one time. Joe was back when uh, the Chili Peppers, Red Hot Chili Peppers, had Californication come out, and we had the opportunity. They wanted to do a warm up gig before the tour, and we were at Y one hundred at the time, and we had a contest uh, for all high school students mm-hmm. to go to a show, and we got to see them in that room, and they were gigantic at the time. They were just huge. They were playing, you know, huge Stadiums, venues, yeah, yeah. and to see them in that room was just yeah. that was. <laughs> something else man i love that place it's an amazing place yeah my coolest memory there was i saw faith no more there when they toured with their king for a day album and we we were in the the seated part of the venue Mm -hmm. and we were upset that we weren't in the ga part and after the show ended the lights came up and people were filing out and there was like 40 or 50 people left in the venue and faith no more ran out on stage and plugged into just the amps. They were out of the PA and everything, just the regular amps. And then they played a song for the 50 people that were left. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Wow. It was wow. insane. Yeah. It was so cool. It was so, so cool. I just got chills talking about and it. And that was probably back in the day where you would you would pour out of that place and South Street was just 
packed, yeah. mobbed with people. Yeah, that was that was you know, and then it, well, here's the other really special part of this show on Saturday is I started on South Street. I mean, I started technically in Collegeville at the New Road Brewery, but but when I really stepped into a club for the first time about a month into comedy. I started in South on South Street at the Laugh House down between third and second. Yeah. And um it's just wild to be doing the biggest show I've ever done in Philly on the same street, a few blocks up from where it started. Um, this venue where I saw all these bands that I loved, uh, on this legendary street that we used to hang out on. I'm really honestly I'm heartbroken that John's bar is closed. Oh uh, yeah. I would have had the I would have had a big after party at John's bar because that was the bar we all hung out at when after the open mic every Wednesday. It was go to John's. It was such a cool vibe. I mean, we used to do, we used to do on Fat Tuesday. We would do from Fat Tuesday. We would do a live morning broadcast. I mean, it would be. I mean, yeah, Joe, that by by like. You know, five o'clock in the morning, there'd be a massive line of people who had been partying the whole friggin' night, and uh, it was it was just unbelievable. Well, let me ask you: so you 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 know you love of 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 music, and you talk about you know glowingly about the Faith No More show. You you had a reunion of a of a band that you were a part of, right? Just recently, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. Well, my band, yeah, I had a band called Salsa Windfall when I was in um, college, and. it was me and my buddy Paul Chell, and um, we, you know, we never lost touch, and we never kind of stopped thinking about one day maybe we could do this again. But we stopped kind of taking it seriously because we had separate careers that we were both pursuing, and we were living in different cities. And then one day, uh, Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers was filling in for me on, on Taste Buds because I couldn't be there, and he brought up. Hey, did you know Joe has this band on the show? And then the fans started digging up stuff online about us. And then the next thing you know, they're like, hey, what's up with your band? And then we were like, well, we have this record. Do you want us to put it out? They said, yeah, we did. And then cut to last two weeks ago, October 28th, we did our first show in 22 years at Arlene's Grocery in New York. That's wild. Wild. That's got to be wild. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> this This year is a real eventful year of things that I always wanted to do uh, finally <laughs> happening. Like, honestly, this TLA show, the Salsa Windfall getting back together, uh, buying a house, which I never thought I'd be Yeah, man, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't end up, if you've managed to, to navigate it properly and don't end up with a mohawk, uh, you'll be good. So you, if you don't follow the full Travis Pickle <laughs> thing, you'll be fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> my, my favorite thing from today was when I described what New York is like and you just went, that's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. The show is Saturday at 730 at TLA. Joe, I got, uh, and I'll, I'll leave it up to you. I got somebody on, on the phone line, son hold, says his name is Mike and it says, started with Joe 25 years ago at the Spaghetti Warehouse. <laughs> is this Mike Rainey? Oh, wow. I don't know. Is it, it Mike Clements? Said, it just says Mike. Dude, shall we? Take it? Yeah. All right. All right. Hang on a second. Uh, Hey, Mike, you there? Yes, I am. Hey, Hey, guys. Can you hear him, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Is that Clements? Yes. Yes, it is, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Mike? Mike, who are you to to, uh, uh, to Joe? I 
I started comedy late in life at like age 45. I was uh, running the spaghetti warehouse for a nice Jewish couple. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I was a, a horrible MC, and I would put the show together and whatever. And Joe came down, killed. I'm in the back of the room crying, laughing, but the audience was older, like much older. <laughs> and Joe gets done. He goes, what are you going to tell the, these people? Because uh, uh, I had to keep like a journal of he did okay, this, uh-huh. the, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I go, I'm going to tell them to have you back. You're, you're hilarious. I said, look at the, 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 all the hair was blue in the audience. And <laughs> people are looking and I'm in the back of the room and they're turning around looking at me going, who's this idiot laughing? Uh, Joe, know, this, this guy's a monster. Joe, you remember this gig? Yes, I do. I do. I, I, Mike and I, Mike and I palled around for for a few years uh, back in Philly. I loved Mike, and Mike was. This is the truth. Mike was the first. I, Mike's hilarious, by the way, and he was the first comic I met. You know, you're, it's very formidable those years, and you take things from people and you learn things. And uh, Mike was honestly the first comic I met that had a true contempt for the audience. <laughs> was not afraid to show them that he thought that they were idiots. And, uh, and I lo- he wasn't disrespectful, yeah. but he just had an attitude and an energy where. If, you know, Carlin, George Carlin used to say, if it works on Friday and it works on Sunday and it doesn't work on Saturday, that's the audience's fault. Like, Mike really epitomized that because he was so funny and he'd kill. But if it wasn't working as well as it should have, it didn't shake him at all. And he would just have this thousand yard stare in his eyes like you you morons you don't deserve this right now mike like is, yellow american cheap thing. mike is that a fair assessment oh are you kidding <laughs> yellow american uh-huh. <laughs> when's the last uh, time mike, you guys it's wild when's mike the... it's wild to hear from you are you still are you still kicking around i'm <laughs> I'm still breathing, yeah. I've been retired from SEPTA for like 11 years now. Okay. Still do shows once in a while, but not that often because of my contempt for the audience. <laughs> let me let me ask you, Mike, w- would you have uh, any uh, opposition to doing some groundskeeping on a 200-acre estate near Kaya recently Kaya. purchased by... Yeah. Listen, I was I was almost into Joe. I'm so happy for you. You got the deli. I, I hope the sandwiches are good. I'll come up and check them out. Um, uh, you're doing so well. I'm so happy for you. And plus, your time on um, Better Call Saul. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. I'm glad that you're doing well. I'm glad to hear from you. You should come hang out on on Saturday, man. If you're around, I'd love to see you. You know what? I came down to the punchline to see you. Uh, I'm going to say five, six years ago. You remember that? Yes. Yeah. It was a woman. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you were saying before the interview, you needed an opener this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody really piss off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, uh, I have a very, very special guest with me on Saturday, and I don't, I don't know if I can announce him or not. Okay. But uh, I, I'm... Only because I don't know if he's got other things in the area that he where he can't be announced. Okay. Uh, okay. You, uh, so, you know. so, so anyway, want... I have somebody really special with me yeah. on Saturday. But, but Mike, can you come down? Oh, absolutely. All right. 
please. Yeah, we'll figure it out off air. Yeah, come and uh, come and meet up with him. You guys, you guys need to reconnect. Bring Mike. some spaghetti. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the call, man. Yeah. There you go. All, All right. right, thanks a lot, guys. Right. Talk to you later. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Mike. How cool is that, Just, man? Does somebody have his number where I can call him later? Oh no, we don't keep that. Right, Mike, Mike, <laughs> hold on. Mike's listening. Call back. Uh, Marissa will get his information. We'll pass it along to you, Joe. So give it. Call the request. Please. back, Mike. No, that was just for the Thank show. Uh, spaghetti warehouse. That wasn't right. even Mike. That, that was wasn't Casey. even Mike. <laughs> Casey's in the other room the whole time. Uh, I remember going to Spaghetti Warehouse a few times. If I was going to a show at the uh, at the Electric Factory, going and grab a bite to eat there real quick. I didn't know they did comedy shows there. Oh, could you imagine you're going to a show at the Electric Factory, uh-huh. and then you go to Spaghetti Warehouse, and you get bombarded with another show? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they those- did. They did, dude. They did shows, and they did them in the back room. Huh. <laughs> As you can imagine, like, like the dirty secret it was. And no, they did. There was a back room. Um, it's... I guess it was like a private dining room or something. Like if you wanted to like rent the place out for a party or something like that. But they did shows back there and the ticket always consisted of, you know, I think you got a meal yeah. with, with, with the show. It was basically dinner theater, except it was stand up. Mm. And I met, um, I met Mike there. I met, uh, Joey, um, uh, Philly guy. Jeez. Joey, uh, Irish guy, I'm huh. blanking on his name, Callahan. Uh, there, I think I met Chip Chantry there. Chip like, Chantry, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of met all the, all the, the, not all, but a lot of the, 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 the Philly regular dudes back oh. then, and it was wild. But that was all the only types of shows I used to do, like, because you know, it was yeah. everything was like there was food involved somehow. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, the, and the, it was a. Yeah. In the beginning stage, like it's the, the classic story, there's that that Chinese restaurant that was in Boston that that every they played in a back room in this Chinese restaurant. It became famous and loved and hated at the same time. And and Lenny Clark and all those guys. That's that's where they kind of started, you know. So it'd be one of the those places would be the only places that were around to play. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, the the clubs were few and far between, and they were they they were. You know, it was sacred ground at the club, man. Like you had to get, you know, I started, I started playing the Laugh House because to Ray Gordon, who I always mm-hmm. say is my, is my mentor. He's in all great. Of this, yep. Two, two pulled me aside and goes, why are you not working here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you know like they didn't... <laughs> I was born to kayak. Like they... <laughs> yeah, he said it like they had sent me a package of some kind that I was declining. I was like, I, I would like to work in <laughs> And he brought me into the office to Mona, rest in peace, the owner. And uh, he said, you need to work this man. Wow. And she said, okay. And then we... That was literally the whole conversation. That was it. She went, okay. Wow. And we walked out... And I went home and I was like, they're not going to work me based on that. Like, you know, and I swear to God, she called me the next day and she said, what are you doing this weekend? Can you host at the club? And it was, (coughs) excuse me, it was insane. It was insane. But uh, because that was, it was so hard to come by that time and that stage time. And, And you back then you had to. I did it in Philly and I did it again in New York. You had to just hang out at the club right. yeah, for yep. months. Oh, yeah. yeah. Months. Yep. Just no had months. to be known to the staff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still like that. It, 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 like 
the clubs that exist now. It, it's be, it's, it's better now because you have you have a lot more you have a lot more higher you know higher quality comedy clubs and a lot of venues that that really facilitate it. So, uh, but you still have to do you know the legwork and put the time in. But yeah, yeah it, it it's a better environment for comedy now, and, and there are a ton of very funny people coming out of Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly's having a great boom, and this is part of what attracted me to to putting down some steak uh, or roots, whatever you want to call it, in the area. Philly's having a great artistic boom right now. I'm a big hip-hop guy, and the the, the rappers coming out of Philly right now, uh, you know, these guys Coast Contra, I don't know if they're all from Philly, but mm. some of them are. They're, they're like a, they're wildly internet, like viral sensation. Yeah. They're amazing. <laughs> but I keep hearing guys that are out, coming out of Philly, and it's the, the, the music... And the comedy I'm seeing stand up that's coming out of Philly that's just great. Look at what look at Shane yeah. Ellis. I mean, oh it's my god, wild. Yeah. Well, it's that's wild, cool, man. We're, we're stoked you're, you're you're moving back into the area. I'm really excited that that this this TLA gig is one that you've been you've been waiting you've been wanting this yeah. and you've been waiting for this to happen for a long time. So um, I'm I'm glad it's yeah. finally coming for you. So Joe DeRosa playing the TLA Saturday night. It's a 7:30 show. Tickets available at tlaphilly.com, and I'm sure. Sure, we will see you in the flesh sometime soon, sir. But it's great to catch up with you, all right? Thanks, fellas. I appreciate you all. Thank you all for having me on. You got it's it. Great ha- to see you. Have a great one, man. Joe DeRosa, guys. Get your tickets. Go see him on Saturday. We have to take a break, which we are going to do right now. Some B-File stories are on the way, so stay put. We'll be back in a moment. 93.3 WMMR rocks Green Day. Friday, August 9th, outdoors at Citizens Bank Park. The Saviors Tour, celebrating their classic albums, Dookie and American Idiot. Also starring Smashing Pumpkins, plus Red and the Linda Lindas. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Listen to Pierre all this week for your chance at free tickets. And all weekend, we're painting the town green with blocks of Green Day. And another chance at free tickets at WMMR.com. From the station that still loves to get in the pit. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Lorenzo and Sons Pizza. The iconic Lorenzo and Sons Pizza is a Philadelphia staple locations in Westchester and Xfinity Live. Live casino and hotel Philadelphia. Visit Lorenzo's Westchester.com. Here is a follow-up story. I've mentioned this twice in the Bizarre File. Here's a third time. The owners of a Colorado Springs funeral home. Oh, no. Where 190 bodies were discovered improperly stored and decaying were arrested yesterday in Oklahoma. Well, that seems right. John and Carrie Halford were arrested on suspicion of four felonies, abuse of a corpse, theft of money, laundering, and forgery. And uh, the forgery could have to deal with death certificates. Oh, uh, you, you really need to keep track of those, don't you? An investigation was launched in October when the sheriff's office responded to a report of a foul odor coming from the Return to Nature funeral home. A state document alleged funeral home owner, John Halford, tried to conceal the improper storage of corpses. He claimed that he was doing taxidermy at the facility. 
Uh, Halford acknowledged... What, what a scumbag. They had a problem at the property, and the document did not elaborate on the tax terming. Alleged improper storage remains, but the facility's registration has been expired since November of 2022. Uh, the coroner confirmed 190 bodies were found decaying in the funerals uh, home facility. Uh, they have positively identified 110 individuals, so they have another 80 to go. So isn't he contending that when he, he said return to nature, that implied your loved ones would be eaten by rats? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. No, it was supposed to be like natural burials okay. and stuff like that. So uh, they're now processing dental records, fingerprints, and uh, medical hardware to identify the remaining bodies. Imagine if you use this facility and you learned this was going on. Yeah, 25 bodies have been released back to their loved ones, and the coroner's office has six teams actively notifying families across the U.S. So far, at least 137 families have been contacted. So they're they're in jail now. Yeah. Um, all right, this is tragic. A 34-year-old woman in the Philippines was crushed by an estimated one-ton boulder that fell on her as she was trying to find a way to let it fall into a hole so that she could have a level ground to extend her family's house. So she'd set up a boulder hole. The fa- the plan was to push the boulder into a hole that she and her family had dug so that they could have more level space for the extension of the home. Uh, Vigil Cuevas was left alone in the hole and did at the base of the boulder. The boulder was estimated to be about a ton. Uh, earlier, the mother-in-law of Vigil was told to stop digging because the boulder was already loosened. So she went into the hole anyway and continued digging near the base of the boulder and then it fell in and killed her. Ta-da! Yeah, no, that's, wow. That's the end of the story there, but that's messed up. Yes. All right, how about this? Something a little bit lighter. A hungry and curious black bear in Florida found himself an unexpected meal last week. It was 45 bucks worth of time. Taco Bell via Uber Eats. And he did what any bear would seemingly do, took it for himself. And to add insult to injury, the entire food heist was caught on the homeowner's ring camera. Oh, jeez, I'm going to be crapping fire for a month, but it's so worth it. Uh, the video shows the Uber Eats delivery driver dropping off the food on November 3rd at the home in Orlando. Minutes later, a curious black bear saunters up to the porch, sniffs the bag, and then casually grabs it with his mouth, walks off, and then returns a few moments later to get the soda that was there because he didn't grab that at first. And in case he of course, it looks adorable. And uh-huh. of course, they would rip your head off if you were to catch them in the act, but that's how it goes. The meal was meant for Lady Gutierrez and uh, Daniel Bula. Their niece, uh, Nicole Castro, said she couldn't believe her eyes when she saw the footage. She said he came, grabbed the food, then he came again, got the soda. Upon opening the door about 10 minutes later, Gutierrez said that she and her daughter knew exactly what had happened. Uh, and bears are very common in their neighborhood, but a bear burglar is a first. Uh, they posted the video on social media, so if you want to find it, you certainly can do that. I'm going to admit that I really was not aware that there was that robust a bear population in Florida. Yeah, there's apparently a fair yeah. amount of them. All right, here's a, another follow-up story. The former Missouri teacher, and Kathy, listen closely. Mm-hmm. Former Missouri teacher who made headlines for having an OnlyFans account <laughs> says that she has made nearly $1 million I, on the platform since she joined it over the I'm summer. Cre- You've got to do I'm your foot, mine. sorry. I'm creating mine today. I'm telling you. And then, honestly, Preston, if you joined in, you could have foot-on-foot contact. You could both clean up. How about that? <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, Brianna Coppage had been a teacher for five years, spending the last two at St. Clair uh, High School as an English teacher before resigning after her OnlyFans page was discovered by school administrators, and she was put on leave. She noted that her annual teaching salary was $42,000, and she originally started the OnlyFans account to help pay off her student loans. She said Missouri is one of the lowest states in the nation for teacher pay. The district I was working for is also one of the lowest paying districts in the state, and I feel like times are tough. I have uh, student loans. I have 
have multiple degrees in education, and it would be helpful for extra money. Uh, on her teaching salary, she would have had to have worked for nearly 24 years wow. to make the same amount of money she has made from OnlyFans in less than six months. Oh. I mean... <laughs> You can't argue with that. Uh, she now has tens of thousands of subscribers and has far exceeded her teaching Do you need a photographer, Kathy? I, tell me. We, you guys got to help me. What can my page be? Like, we, we will get you set up. It'll be... It, no it's one not will my know. face. It can't be my face. No, it's going to be completely anonymous. It'll be completely, um, you know, consensual foot stuff. Foot, uh, so foot stuff? Is that what you well, think I like should that, do? There needs to be an angle. No. Like, like feet and succulents or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then people know it's me. No, that's right. If it's uh, it's if it's foot fall activities, people know. Yeah, you, that'll be the day giveaway. But no, you really. What if I created crafts with my feet? Make it as anonymous <laughs> as po- as possible, and it, it would be easy to do. Here's your Christmas wreath. Yeah. <laughs> They'll line up like crazy. I mean, you're you t- don't know just what you're, are you into. know, follow- it's just selling itself. I follow this chick. She does the most creative stuff. Steve, I was talking to a, a woman who's on OnlyFans, and you. She said that there's a market for. Straight white dudes showing off their feet. Preston! Really? I I swear to God. My feet are so nice. (laughs) You get a manicure. Well, wait a second. Well, Well, we're going to have to do a a, a competition between your feet and Casey's feet. Well, I'd like in on it. Well, a million dollars to do it. (laughs) Really? You have good feet? My feet are like condoms. Nick washes his every day when he does it. Oh, that's right. But keep in mind, you guys will be under the amateur category. No, I know. Preston's pro level. There's a market for that. There is a market. Would it be wild if you instantly supplanted? No, I've got it. I've got it. So, foot cuck. My feet will just watch Kathy's feet. You could do that? Yeah. We could just stand next to each other. Yeah, that's it. And mine will just stare at your feet no. while they do some kind of activity. Well, the thing is, you never, you never <laughs> put uh, googly eyes on put the googly eyes. Yeah. On. Oh, we got our new fetish. Do you want to do, do something at camp out next week? Hell yes, All we right. do. Yes, All right. yes, for sure. Let's officially okay. we'll officially start an OnlyFans site at camp out, <laughs> right. and we'll get a, uh, a photographer. We can we can contribute the money to fill abundance. Fill abundance, All a right. small portion because Kathy has things to price. Right. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's charity, yes, but come on. Anyway, she, she this gal paid off all her student loans, her wow. car loans, credit card debt, and she says she has no debt now, and that is a freeing feeling. So she has done it in less than six months, a million bucks. I can't it's wait. insane. All right, and there you go. That's all we have time for in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, uh, I'm going to give away the last uh, $50 gift card we have for Live Hotel Casino in Philadelphia. Uh, along with our friends at Gino Steaks, as he brought by some wonderful cheesesteaks this morning. Oh, man. Uh, Gino's is going to be open every day at 5 p.m. during the week and open at noon on the weekends until 10 p.m. You can come enjoy uh, the only stop you need to make for a taste of famous Philly flavors in South Philadelphia because they get a whole lineup of great Philly stuff at uh, Live Casino Preston. Hotel. Kathy's feet unrolling a cheesesteak. Steve, I was going to say it. I was going to say, I could unwrap the cheesesteak with my hands. Caller 22. (laughs) I'm going to make 22 million on my OnlyFans page. 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. But it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh. And if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. 
Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A decent day today. It's going to be mild. We're going to have clouds mainly to contend with uh, for today. Although breaking up a little bit later on high, but about 68, though. Pretty damn nice. Clouds tomorrow, cooler, 52 the high. And Saturday, mostly sunny, 56 degrees. Cooling off again on Saturday. Monday, Camp Out for Hunger starts, 52 degrees. Sunshine, food trucks, and fireworks that evening, courtesy of Five Below. And Celebration Fireworks doing the big performance with not only fireworks, but now a drone show. <laughs> added to it. So awesome. Drone show starts at 7.30. Fireworks at 8 o'clock. FM Band is going on stage at Xfinity Live outside around 6 o'clock. With guest musician. I'm going to be playing a couple of songs with them and uh, they'll do about an hour and a half set and they're they're awesome. You got to hear, you have to hear the people that sing in this band. I mean, we know how great of a singer yeah, Kyle is. Yeah. But the other three ladies that sing in that band are incredible. So I'm looking forward to playing with them. Excellent. It's be a lot of fun. And then obviously we have lots of food. We have the list of fire trucks, or fire trucks, food trucks available. Uh, Philly Hots, um, Have a Ball, Korea Taqueria, Molto Bene Avione hey, Company, hey. Grilly Cheese, the Tot Rod, Philly Prince. There's a whole bunch of them. And we'd like you to come down. Eat, drink. There's a, you know, Xfinity is going to have uh, beverages available for sale and witness the, uh, the performance and, and come and make a donation. That's it. Just that's all we ask. That is your, uh, price for admission, a food donation, and then your, everything is up to you. Yep. All right. So we're going to do the lesson question. We are going to give away four pack of tickets for the Tinseltown Holiday Spectacular, which is going to be at FDR Park right around the corner from where we're doing the Camp Out for Hunger. And the question I'll pose to you is we were talking about the, 
the uh, United States, the USS United States, the, the ship, it's yes. moving to New York. But before that, where is it appearing this weekend? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. They, they want, they're proposing to yeah. move it to New York. But it's, uh, we're going to buy it, you know, like we want to do a fire truck. We're going to have an ocean liner. And where is it appearing this weekend? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. We'll do the trash right call. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, it's brought to you by Horizon Services. Easy to buy a new home comfort system with Horizon's Fall Into Savings event. You can get up to $1,500 back on qualifying systems and up to 20% off select new system installs. Visit horizonservices.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, actress Lily James seen sporting what appeared to be an engagement ring while out in London with musician boyfriend Michael Schumann. James had hinted that she might be getting engaged to a mystery man and then followed through with someone no one knows. Oh, oh my God. And and The View co-host, 51-year-old Anna Navarro, raising eyebrows on Instagram, saying she had a crush on 29-year-old singer Malumo, is that how it's pronounced, and wants to breastfeed him. Malumo said he would pass on the breastfeeding, but did say he would be interested in the, quote, pulled pork between her legs. <laughs> and finally, Charlie Sheen is giving his blessing, it's going to be of interest to you, Kathy, to his 19-year-old daughter, Sammy Sheen, having an OnlyFans account, saying he's impressed by her earnings. Sheen apparently told so the last thing you want to do is something that will embarrass you, and then he exploded. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trip. All right, let's see if someone heard where the uh, USS United States will be appearing this weekend, and we will go to Craig to see if we can get the answer. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Uh, good morning to see you, Craig. What? Uh, where will the USS uh, or USS United States be appearing this weekend? McDade Bowl. McDade Bowl. Yeah. Craig, a four-pack of tickets for Tinseltown Holiday Spectacular coming to South Philly's FDR Park, and that's this winter. Visitors of all ages are going to feel the magic of the holiday season as they stroll through a spectacle of lights, dine on festive treats and beverages, meet Santa Claus, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at TinseltownHoliday.com. Use the code WMMR20, and you get 20% off. Preston and Steve's Music News. Brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Whether you are craving smoky, spicy, or sweet, Dietz and Watson has what you need to create the perfect sandwich. Dietz and Watson, it's family thing, premium meats and artisan cheeses since 1939. Uh, coming out tomorrow are remixed and expanded editions of the famed Beatles compilations 1962 to 1966 and 1967 to 1970, a.k.a. the Red Album and the Blue Album. God, I played the crap out of those things. Yeah, they were greatest hits albums, and uh, they were wonderful. Uh, they follow last week's release of Now and Then, the final Beatles song made from uh, John Lennon's home demo from the late 1970s and was uh, considered for the Beatles anthology back in 1995 and finally finished thanks to new technology developed by Peter Jackson for the Get Back docuseries. Uh, Giles Martin, who co-produced the recording, said that Now and Then was what led to the revamped compilations. He said, we did Now and Then, and we had that 
that. And then there was a discussion about what do we do with now and then. So from that conversation, we went, well, why don't we just celebrate the Red and Blue albums? Because uh, it's uh, 50 years of that. And uh, they've got most of the tracks we're talking about anyway. So the delay is uh, this now and then coming out that was the fact that the remixed Red and Blue albums happened. So uh, they came out um, in April 1973. Jeez. Uh, the Red album debuted at number three on the Billboard 200. The latter, number one, uh, both have been... Sur- that doesn't the hell are you saying? I'm sorry, John. Make some sense. Uh, both have been certified diamond for sales of more than 15 million and 17 million copies. It's amazing. He's a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for the new editions, Martin created new mixes for nearly 40 tracks and added nine songs to each album with Now and Then as the last track on the Blue Out. Wild. I want to ask both of you guys kind of a snobby music question. Because right. at, at, when it comes to the Beatles, I always felt like uh, Greatest Hits records were kind of cheating a little bit. Only because the original records that those songs appeared on were are, so phenomenal unto themselves. They're almost, every one of those albums separate right. are almost Greatest and Hits so albums. I kind of avoided that yeah. just because of some weird stigma in my own brain. It's oh, a, I don't I know. <laughs> but like, is that, does that make sense, that it thought does. process? It yeah. does. But I'll tell you what a great album, uh, what's a great album is uh, one. Yes, and it was given to me as a gift and I love it and I listen to it all the time. I just, I like the sequence of the songs on the record so I much that Here, I... Here's what was, what was, I'm sorry to interrupt, no. Steve, what was great about one for me was for my kids, it was a shortcut uh, yeah. to the best stuff, to the number one hits that the Beatles had. Listen. And they didn't have to sit through Revolution Number 9 and, and you know, uh, Piggies yes. and, and songs that are a little bit weird yeah. or, you know, and, and this opened the door to the Beatles uh, for them, I thought. I got so, you. There's yeah. a case to be made with the Eagles, uh, the band. <laughs> the, the Greatest Hits album is a great album. Right. You know? Unto itself. Unto itself. Yes. So in this case, I think the Red... I, I played those... In fact, I would say I, I went through probably two or three... I purchased that, those both, uh, at least two times. You know, because I wore them out so yeah. much. I listened to the White Album so many times, but I don't listen to the second CD or the third and fourth records on that album as much as I listen to the first two. So, And, and it's probably just because... Um, I want to fight you. <laughs> from my perspective, there weren't as many good songs on, I wanna fight you. on the second half of that uh, No, record. I think there's there's nuance to that. I think you're I think you're right. I mean, you know, the, there are worse problems to have than having so many damn <laughs> classic great songs that yeah. how it's packaged is, you know, a point of contention. Yeah. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, they're coming out tomorrow, and if you want to dive into that, go right ahead. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you saw this. You're the you're the, the biggest baseball fan here. I want to uh, fight you. No, you don't want to fight me. Getty Lee has one of the most impressive collections of baseball memorabilia. There was a story about him last year that we mentioned where he had hundreds of baseball signed by the Negro League players yes. that had since kind of gotten gone forgotten and he donated them it's yeah. in Kansas City he donated them to the Negro League Baseball uh, Hall of Fame and they were just blown away by what he had as far as baseball goes he has some of the most impressive stuff and he is putting a bunch of it up for auction Wow! Um, so it includes balls and bats signed by some of the game's most renowned figures Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Cal wow. Ripken Al Pul- Albert Pujols a lot and so he is putting up some 300 items for sale in a live auction uh, he's been collecting this for 40 years. Uh, the auction is titled Selections from the Getty Lee Collection of Important Baseball Memorabilia. 
memorabilia. Christie's is going to have it out on December 6th. We're looking at a picture of him sitting, I guess, in yeah. a room, a part of his collection. Yeah. I, I hear there's that it, there's nothing like it. Yeah. It's, one of the baseballs, speaking of the Beatles, is a signed Beatles baseball from Shea Stadium. Yeah. Do you know what he does not have, though, is a Doc Gooden, Nick. And I know that you have one. <laughs> well, you had signed at a Hampton listen, Inn. He's going to be in town next week. I'll bring my Doc Gooden signed rookie baseball card <laughs> to camp out if... He makes an appearance. Can he's I going to be Babe Ruth? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he said in a quote, baseballs, he said, nobody owns them. He said, they're like houses. You take care of them for a while, and then they move on to the next person, the next custodian. Uh, the final uh, the final out ball from each of Johnny Vander's, Johnny, Johnny Vander Meer's back-to-back no-hitters. Yeah. A wow. ball signed by 26 of the 33 members of the 3,000 Hit Club, from Ty Cobb to Miguel Cabrera, are among the many unique items in the auction. Jeez. Uh, his collection also intersects with American history outside of the realm of sports. Uh, there is a baseball signed by Neil Armstrong. Uh, the auction features numerous baseballs signed by presidents, including... John F. Kennedy, Harry Truman, Franklin D. Roosevelt, Barack Obama, and some of the balls were used in... Thomas Jefferson? First pitch ceremonies. No Jefferson ball. <laughs> DJ. Uh, but as Nick mentioned, the Beatles uh, uh, signed ball from 1965 at Shea Stadium is expected to be one of the pricier items in the auctions, estimated to sell for up to $300,000. It is December 7th, which is a sad day. I had the thrill of signing a baseball for Getty Lee. <laughs> uh, Getty said, the items I collected over these years, I collected with passion, I collected with love, and I just have... <laughs> It's the time of your life. The biggest baseball collection on earth has come into town with Getty Lee. He hasn't been born yet, so prepare to look at a zygote. <laughs> um, let me ask you something. Yeah. Does he play? Is he, or is he just simply a fan? So he got started because they were um, they were touring and they would have these late nights after gigs and and Rush was like they weren't a hard partying band or anything like that and at in cities and I think it got started in Chicago he would hear the rebroadcast of Cubs games because they would the game would run live yeah and then overnight they would rerun the broadcast and he just got caught up in it that and is wild just- became a fan and then. Uh, you know, he was a fan of the Cubs, and then he just became a fan of baseball in general. That's how I got into pornography. Really? Yeah. Would, yeah. Okay. I would listen to the porno broadcast <laughs> <laughs> late at night on my on my ham radio. They would rebroadcast yeah. those. I, I and, didn't uh, know that. You know, I, I, from, you know, of course, yeah. the Canadian border. Yeah, that was your regular Saturday yeah. night thing. That felt good, eh? Hey? Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, Did you like that handy, eh? So, Lee said, uh, the items I collected over these years, I collected with passion, I collected with love, and it's just too much and it is time to share with the world again. So there is a, put them up for sale. a singular joy to having something that you collect and you find these, you know, that that is part of the process. And yeah. I, uh, uh, he is also apparently a, a massive wine aficionado. Oh yeah, that's yeah. his other passion. It's it's bases, baseball and wine. Those are his three that's things. That's you, Kathy. And he'll be in town next week. Uh, he is at, I think he's at the Met, right? Yeah, on the Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday night, yeah. Yeah, and he's uh, doing a conversation about his new book called My Effing Life, and we're trying oh. desperately to get him to come by Camp Out for Hunger. I you, doubt it's going to happen, but well, it'll be amazing. if we did quizzo categories based on either bases, baseball, or <laughs> wine. And Rush. And Rush, yeah. maybe we could invite him down. He'd be a shoe in 
I'll be right there. Uh, speaking of Camp Out for Hunger, we have these guys perform live, uh, Living Color. Corey Glover revealed that the band is scheduled to be back in the studio next week. He said, I've met, with, uh, I've met a bunch of songwriters. It's time for us to sort of put it all together and start working on it. So we're going to go in next week and see what we have. It's amazing to think that Danny Glover is his mother. He's not. Oh. <laughs> He's not related to Danny Glover at all. Oh, no. uh, according to Glover... Uh, new music could be out sometime next year. He said, uh, that would be the plan. Uh, I can't give you a date exactly. And more than likely, we'll try to put out some sort of single first and go from there. He went on to say the Opes continue working on it while they are touring in Europe with Extreme. And then one last story. Iron Maiden singer Bruce Dickinson set to star in a new horror movie called Bjorn of the Dead. <laughs> Listen to this concept. I like it already. Uh, the film was written by his son, Austin Dickinson, and it centers around an ABBA tribute band <laughs> who find themselves, along with other tribute acts, trapped in a nightclub at the start of the apocalypse. <laughs> and it is described as a blood-drenched gore fest. <laughs> Just, yeah, throw your all into it and I'm on board. And according to Deadline, the movie will have various cameos from the world of rock and heavy metal. No mention of when it will be released, but it's called Bjorn of the Dead. Excellent. All right. That's it. Music News. Let's take a break. Uh, we will return with a letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Wrap up the show. Hand it over to Pierre. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Camp Out After Dark. Your chance to stop by the Camp Out for Hunger broadcast during evening hours to make your food donation and enjoy fun, free activities. Monday night, it's Food Trucks and Fireworks, presented by Five Below, with delectable eats from 12 food trucks and a stellar show from Celebration Fireworks kicking off Camp Out Week. Tuesday, it's movie night under the stars with a showing of Step Brothers on the big screen. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Wednesday night, it's Quizzo Night, hosted by Johnny Goodtimes inside Victory Beer Hall with a flyer suite up for grabs for the winning team. All events are free with your Phil Abundance donation, including free carnival rides from Skelly Amusements all week long. And yes, parking's free, too. Get details, including all the where's and when's, at WMMR.com slash campout. And it is a Thursday morning. It is officially now turned into No Sabro Friday. Yes, it has. I love that that we have allowed ourselves to believe that at uh, the end of our show on Thursday. Because it's true. That it is now Friday, and uh, therefore we can go forward in our Friday mode. Uh, but it's been a fun day today. Yes. And uh, the weather's cooperating. It's going to be, you know, like um, 68 degrees. So very, very comfortable. Cooler the next few days. Just adds up on that. But um, should be enjoyable for the rest of your day. And I would like to thank our guest, Joe DeRosa. Hey! Joe DeRosa is playing the TLA on Saturday. It's a dream. He's had for a long, 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 long time, and it's uh, finally coming true. So uh, if you get a chance to go see him, please do so. Get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, thank you to uh, Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia and Gino Steaks for yeah. dropping off the goodies this morning. And obviously somebody got up super early to make those cheese steaks for us. So we do appreciate it because they were warm when they got here. They were. And that makes it much more special. So uh, we enjoyed that, too. And thank you to everybody for calling in and everything that took place on the program today. Pierre has made his way in. He's making his coffee, uh, applying the cream as we speak. Yep. Uh, and I have this new stirring device. What is that? Oh, yeah, one of those frothers. It's a frother. They're yeah. excellent. Yeah. You hear that? Yeah, it sounds like a, sounds like a vibrator. It does. Well, sort of. Uh, yeah. You just attach the frothing. Coffee. 
stirs it up real nice. Yeah, and it can it puts a head on it if you want. Yeah. Did oh, yeah. you know that? You can foam it up. Yeah. Yep. You can even use those if you're mixing up like a little bit of a smoothie action. Mm-hmm. So they have more powerful ones that do that. You don't want to turn your drink into like a smoothie. Do a vampire. You gonna do that on your show all day today? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We will have the I loved the uh, Bruce block and the sax block yesterday. It was fantastic thank radio. You. It was so much fun to listen to. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Um, yeah, thematic blocks are fun. Um, life is fun. Life, yeah, is life, fun. life is fun. Life is fun. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, what, that's what Jesus said. That's on a shirt. Yeah. From this day forth. Life is fun. Life is fun. Life is fun. Go F yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so there was this there was this thing that goes, uh um I know it well. No, it no, it was like uh no. Be nice to people. You uh, you don't know what what pain each person might be going through. Dot dot dot. Nice turn signal, ass wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one True. of the great uh, angers is somebody who does not know how to use their mm-hmm. turn signal. Oh, there's a new a hole on the Schuylkill in the morning. Really? Yeah, it's. Uh, he reminds me of the truck driver, except he drives like a. Um, it almost looks like a some sort of transportation bus, but my guess is there's nobody in it at that time, and that's why he's driving that way. Right. Like it looks like he's either he's picking like senior citizens up to go to their doctor's right. appointments. Shut up back there! Or like taking them to for a trip to AC, and yeah. he he basically drives like the truck driver. He he weaves in and out. He he just gets flies. right in front of me. Yes, oh, slams on the brakes. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute, you see him every day? I do. How do you see somebody every same time? Day? Yeah, same, I get same on schedule. schedule. Yeah, get on the same time. People have the same schedule. For, for when we're on the road, there's not that many people on the road. Right. And it's really easy to pick your uh, pick out the regulars uh, that have the same uh, schedule as you. I see the groups yeah. of the same cars all the time, right. every day. I stop in Wawa down on Belmont. Same people in that Wawa every really? morning right around the same time. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, there's like an interesting little community. And sometimes yeah. that community is filled with bad drivers <laughs> and a-hole drivers. <laughs> when I was, uh, my brief um, nightmarish time during the morning show... Uh, back in the 90s, I was speeding uh, quite excessively on no. Schuylkill, yes. And I got pulled over by a state trooper. And um, he, I rolled down the window. I said, what seems to be the trouble, officer? <laughs> <laughs> Knowing full well I'm in violation of massive amounts of uh, speeding Man. laws. And he looks at me and goes, are you the guy on the billboard? They had the flying hair billboard right, yeah. at that time. I go... Yes, sir, indeed I am. Would you like a request this morning? (laughs) (laughs) Or how about a $20 bill? (laughs) What what music do you like? Mm. I don't remember. He goes, get out of here. (laughs) Get out of here. All right. Uh, Let's do the letter, if you will. Sure. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by the letter. O as in odor. All right, and we'll do one more letter tomorrow and give away the $500 prize from the Bagster. The Bagster. The Bagster is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. Go buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and simply schedule your collection, and it is gone. You can clean it up with the Bagster, a dumpster in the bag. So what sorts of things, what sorts of goings-on today? Well, it'll all be in the bag today. Um, 18 stones in the bag. I am 18 stones. You remember that, do you? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my favorite moments. One of my bright ones. Uh Um, If you got it, you got it. You know? Let's just face it, okay? (laughs) Stand back, everyone, because I have it. (laughs) 
All right. Um, what I have, though, on the program will be tickets for Green, <laughs> Green Day. <laughs> that Green Day show in 10 years from now that goes on sale tomorrow. Uh, and then I've got tickets. I mean, I don't have tickets because they're not together anymore. They're, half of them are dead. But the Ramones, uh, I do have a block of the Ramones, and it'll be very alive. And a block of Shinedown and a block of Billy Joel. All right. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Pierre. And let me thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also brought to you by Monster Mania 57, November 10th to the 12th in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Tickets are on sale now. we got a jam-packed show tomorrow. Uh, no Sabro Friday in that it is. We will have Alonzo Bodden in oh, the studio. Awesome. We'll have uh, composer Laura Karpman uh, via Zoom, and she is promoting Marvels. She did the the uh, sound the the soundtrack for that, the actual composition of the of the soundtrack. Like Arby, she's friends with Michael Giacchino. She's yep. going to be on the program and uh, getting set for Camp Out for Hunger and Quizzo Night to answer all the questions you might have about the event. Johnny Good Times, yeah, which is perfect because we're playing the the end music from Good, Good Times, times. Uh, the no, TV it's show. Jefferson's- Oh, that's right. Good times every time you meet a baby. Oh, this is from the Jeffersons? Yeah. How the yeah. Jeffersons ended? Yeah. yeah. I had forgotten yeah. about that. I was always good times. All right. Well, anyhow, that's it. It'll be Johnny uh, Johnny uh, Jefferson. Johnny Jefferson will be joining us tomorrow. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.